the intro didn't cut back over, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome to PSVG. Play some video games. I'll be your host this evening, Donnie Reese, chiming in, uh, episode 102. I'm joined by an old podcast companion of mine, Mr. Flexa, Jason Lacey from What the Flex Opposed, who's saving the show this week. I'd like to let everybody know because yes. it was likely on the brink of cancellation. Um, as my compon my compadres, my musketeers, my bros uh, abandoned me and left me out here taking the taking the shots while they go How off and they? do life things. And uh, yeah, and I don't know, like Jason, I was just not really in the mood to find like people. You know, I, like you know, life happens. I get it, but I always hate like when things happen like very sure. impromptu. Sure. And my my first reaction was, well, we just cancel the show. <laughs> I'm just not going to try that hard. Like, don't, fuck it. Donnie, don't be me. Don't be me. And I was like, you know, I'll reach out and see if I can't find someone. And uh, you were my first call. And you heeded the call. Good, sir. You heeded the bat signal. Thank you so much. Well, well first of all, thank you. Uh, thrilled to be here. Happy to be here. It's been a long time coming. I'm pretty sure you've tried to be, you've actively been trying to get me on the show. If we go through the Discord conversations. Oh, <laughs> There's probably like two years like, hey, just throw it out of there. You want to come pod? PSVG tonight. You want to come pod? I'm like, no, nah, I can't. Hey, <laughs> I know. Leave it out there. You want to come pod? So uh, thank you for being persistent. I appreciate that. So I'm uh, always thrilled to to help out. And I'm, I'm happy, happy to be able to help out. So thanks, man. Um, yeah. No, yeah. You definitely great, you, know, great. you are tonight. It feels um, good to, to help out because like, yeah, so many times I can. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing it, Donnie. For you. Men, listen to the PSVG. Jason saving you. It's you and Kyle. Um, I'm always, you know, I always just try to mix it in. We don't do as much as we used to anymore, but I'm still cognizant of that. And I'm always just like reaching out to you, Josh, Kyle, Kevin, every now and again, like, hey, you just want to come by. And it's often no, <laughs> like, you're not alone in that. Don't feel like it's just you. It's not, <laughs> it's not for a lack of trying, though. I don't want to be like, well, Donnie never asks, you know, like, I ask. You know, but you know, I get it. Life, life finds a way. Um, but we'll start off like we do every week. How we do things around here. Uh, we're going to talk a little about what you're playing. Um, but we don't even have to talk a whole lot of video games. Jason, it's been a minute since you and I have had a chance to share microphones. So, man, just how how the hell have you been doing, man? What's up? You know, it, like it, it's funny how quickly time flies, and like we go and we talk about podcasting and ourselves in our journey you know that's how you know, the people that know i mean that's how most of our friendship is formed i mean for those that don't time, time before that but jason is an original psvg member uh og and uh co-founder of the nintendo shack with me we we did nintendo shack together many 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 moons ago many i don't know if, how many shack listeners today would know that but i mean god i guess it's been what six Six years, well, that, seven that's, years, that's, seven that, years. I mean, that's the crazy thing. Like, you go back to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to step back when around the time my son was born. And now, like, lo and behold, he's in first grade now. So yeah, I like, know. Yeah, that's, that's, like, the... that's where we're in the, the craziness of second week of school, adjusting to that. For him, it's the first time of uh, a full day. Previously, it was always sure. half days. So, like, just getting used to that, which has been going going well, but... Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, that's that's life a lot for me now. The the parenting side, and then the, the um, corporate business flexing. Hell know, yeah, yeah. Doing, Upper management, know, working and working for the man, and uh, like, it feels like it's funny how we 
<sighs> like as you've already said, life finds a way, but yeah, that's really it, man. Just trying to like, I feel like I'm in a, a better place with a lot of things like with my schedule or at least in what I do with my free time. Like I've been, I haven't been playing games as much, but I've been like reading my wife and I've been watching a lot of things. I don't know. I feel like uh headspace wise, I'm in a lot better, nice. um, better spot than I've been for several years. Just not feeling it as stressed and as, you know, hyper-focused on things. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but it, it's good. You know, I, I, I feel, it a, I feel good. A, a, a good spot, you know, and just trying to ride, ride that wave. Right. So, mm-hmm. Just crack open. Clear, the clearly, the th- clearly the therapy is working. I mean, that's got to be that's got to be it. So I would hope so. It's expensive, and, and, otherwise, right? No, you like us, right? And, and then, <laughs> be an unfortunate you know, and, thing and, and, if you're like this dude's a crock. This isn't working at all. <laughs> and I'm I'm a I'm officially a man now. I turned forty a few weeks ago. Oh, so, you know, yeah. so they're adjusting with my you know the end of life. I saw you your know, message, just, but I never got to saw the complete compilation uh your friends and myself included all recorded little shots of things together to throw for you and i would download it yet but i was uh i was kind of fretting over mine because like i wanted to incorporate like drinks i thought that was very apropos well you're like i didn't know what the hell to say i knew it was you were a kevin at first because all of a sudden there's like production value and multiple (laughs) shots and different cuts and I was like different camera angles. I'm like, this this has got to be Donnie or Kevin. So. My reputation precedes me. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I must have shot that last part like ten times. I would do it, and I'd be like, that's stupid. And I'd do it again. I'm like, that's dumb. And like, I and I tried to find like a like a funny toast, and then I read it, and I was like, nobody says that, you know. And I kept trying. So, and I just I don't know. Like, I didn't think it came across. I showed my wife. I was like, the real thing that I wanted to say was like, I hope your day was great. But then I wanted to be like, but I hope your night's better, my man. Like, I hope that came across. Like, I almost winked. I was like, should I wink? She was like, don't wink. Definitely do not wink. <laughs> but that was the that was the tent. That was what I was trying oh. to lay down. But uh, oh, yeah. that would have been perfect. That would have been happy great. 40. How does that feel? You know, um, just honestly, like I, you know, 30 was one thing. 40, I, I think I just made it. Honestly, I was just happy to get it done with because I think I was I was making a big deal out of it in my head. I wasn't like dreading it, but for me, like it feels like you know, forty. It's like this big all the milestone ones, right? But like forty feels like sure you're supposed to be you're supposed to be at a certain point in life, or you're supposed to feel a certain way, you know, and like you're definitely supposed to be an adult. That's the thing. Supposed to be mature. yeah. You know, like you shouldn't have game closets and Zelda no. t-shirts. Stocks and bonds and RIAs <laughs> yeah. and 401ks. 401ks, and, of course. Yeah. You know, n- none of this Suits. nonsense that we're doing. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I, it's like the whole realization you kind of have when you become a parent and everything. You're like, because when you're a kid, you're like, man, our, our parents know everything. They have all the answers. And then you become a parent and you're like, not me. Yeah, nobody not knows parents. anything. They're just, yeah, they don't true. know, like, or when you realize, like, adults are just kids, just yeah, older, they're right? Trying nobody, their best. nobody has, a, everyone just gives the best answer that they can think of at the time, right? Nobody has the answers. Nobody has things figured out, right? It's true. So it's like that realization, like, oh, you know, I, I don't know, like, I, I, it's, it, it's nothing, you know, at the end of the day, I was happy to have it happy to just get through it and to move past it but like the way like i shared a little bit in that in that the message and everything too like 
my wife made it awesome. My family did great, but like my coworkers just like completely humbled and blew me away. Like I was I not saw some expecting of that because we're friends on Facebook. That, I got to so. see a couple of clips of that. I was like, that's really nice. Oh my gosh. So like when I walked in, they played the Mario theme and then they had all the <laughs> stuff awesome. everywhere, the memes, the costumes. Great, man. I mean, so it was hard to like, not, it was hard to like negatively anticipate that day. Right. And, and I think, you know, unrelated just with aging and with my son and, you know, I, I had had taken steps earlier this year, just kind of get my activity level up, get back into exercise, try to take a little, try to take better care of myself. So like, I don't know, it all kind of goes hand in hand. Right. So the mental sure. health, the physical health, I don't know. I, I don't feel any different. I'm still approaching life the same way, you know? So it, it's just, it's a, just a number, right? I miss my hair. Okay. I do miss my hair, but it's nice not having to, to worry about styling a hair. I can put a hat on. Right. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I can have the windows down. Who Is cares, it cooler? Right? Do you just like have a cooler body temperature? You know, actually, it's it's worse because the sweat has nowhere to go. Oh yeah, and it it's just like, drips. That makes sense. It's like a parking lot. Yeah, like there's no yeah. there's no grass or anything to hold no. with hold the erosion. It's there's just no, it's there's no absorption, Donnie. I yeah, it just absorption. goes. That I makes sense. Nothing. That makes got sense. No absorption, Jerry. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That'll be me. I guess I'm just getting used to start talking about. I was going to say a dark anecdote, this Louis C.K. joke, but I'm going to save it. You're 40 and it's a positive 40, so we'll leave it alone. Okay, I'll save it to your 42 or something. We'll I, I save it for a couple that. years. Yeah, yeah. All right. Perfect. How are you? How are things going? Oh, we don't dude. Get to chat as much. Life is, we're busy. Things are always going on. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. got, you've got natural disasters constantly <laughs> approaching your, your, your spheres of influence. I've been doing flood operations at home. I talked about it a little bit last week how I had water enter the basement. Well, that happened again. <sighs> We probably had the most rain I think I've ever had like this the other night. We had just, there was four feet of water on the interstate in Atlanta. That's how oh, much rain came with wow. just like this one thunderstorm. It was just this ridiculous thunderstorm. And we had water come in the basement again. And again, it wasn't a whole lot, but I freak out about this stuff. Like I don't want major damn, like I want to fix the problem, right? So right. I immediately was like in, you know, damn, like crocs and out there in the rain and the lightning and I'm <laughs> digging holes and I'm trying to figure out what's going on and I had already rerouted the downspouts, you know, I'm checking every single thing. And then I come across this drain that I had put it in years and years and years ago off the driveway and like the water, it's, it's hard to explain if you haven't seen it, but like the, my house kind of sits in a hole. It's like in the side of a hill, the driveway comes down. And then once the water comes, comes down the driveway, everything just kind of bends towards the foundation of the house. Ooh. So I cut that off with a drain. Like right in the middle of it where that river flows, I put a drain and then it catches it off the driveway and it runs down and under the sidewalk and bleeds out into my front yard. Um, That drain has completely failed. It's completely clogged. I had to dig it all up. I dug the whole thing up. It's probably a good 30 feet, probably two feet deep, 30 feet long. And uh, the entire corrugated pipe that was in there is completely full of debris, dirt. It's just packed full of dirt. So it's super heavy. (laughs) <laughs> it's very heavy. Yeah. yeah. And I pulled all of it out. Now I haven't repiped it yet. Um, I'm at the point now where I'm even wondering if like, do I want to put in the sweat equity to do it or just pay somebody to do it? Um, so I'm taking quotes just to see like what the difference sure. is. Sure. And, um, but because I dug it all up, water is still being captured and flowing again. And I'm happy to report that last night we had another yet night of thunderstorms. No water came in. 
So what was happening, I believe what was happening is the water, instead of being caught by that drain, because the drain was backed up, was flowing over that drain down the hill and towards the the foundation. And I believe the water is just running down the foundation and finding a way in. Mm. Like I said, it wasn't a lot. It's got to rain a lot for that little bit of water to come in. But I think I've cut it off. Uh, Now it's just about making it pretty, not having this giant death hazard on my sidewalk. Sure. It's just like a two foot hole that runs 30 <laughs> feet across my yard at the moment. Um, uh, but when I'm not and there's a hurricane coming, as John 32 points out, isn't there a hurricane? There is a hurricane. It is flying up the Georgia coast now. Uh, to be fair, it moved further east than was expected. The impacts to Atlanta tonight are minimal. We just have light showers around. So it, it's not that it's such it's so sad that I have put so much sweat equity into digging this giant hole because I knew the hurricane was coming that it would shift and we wouldn't, it hasn't rained here at all today because <laughs> oh I live West of the city. So I'm okay. even further removed from the actual stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's what I've been doing uh, this week. It's been a lot of like, you know, digging in between work assignments and emails and voicemails of running out and digging some holes and, I'm tired, man. I'm not going to lie to you. That that I think that's probably a a bit to why. Sure. Like when the guys were like, we can't make it. I was like, we'll just cancel. <laughs> like I was really in a mental mood where I was like, we could just cancel and like, it won't be that. And it's not that big of a deal. It shouldn't be that big of a deal, but I think has been well established in PSVG lore for whatever reason it is to me. Like, I don't like to miss shows and I don't like to be a regular right. and, you know, so I was like, well, let's, let's make yeah, some phone it's... calls and see what I can't make happen. You know, you know, let's be regular. Um, I have played a couple video games, not as much. I'm still playing Tachia, which I talked about a bit on Shaq. And I like, or I think it's just called Chia. I don't know why I always call it Tachia because there's a giant T in front of it, but I think it's pronounced Chia. And I'm still enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Wind Waker fans out there should give it a go. Um, okay. But I was playing a lot of WWE this week Ooh. because unfortunately Bray Wyatt passed away who was my favorite character. And it was pretty sad. I was, I think I was basically in a state of grieving uh, when the news came. 30, 36, right? I mean, 36. Yeah. We're the same age. Born the same I year. Mean, we, there's a, you know, I, I was a fan of the sport in nineties. Right. And kind of fell out of it a little bit in the you know, early aughts, but like, there's just a terrible trend, right. With we're seeing with that, those athletes and then early deaths are just, Sure. The just the I don't want to say random, but just gone too soon. We've had a couple like, of them. Jay Briscoe died, and you know, obviously we had the Benoit stuff and Owen Hart, and you know, they've they've definitely happened. The older folks, you know, like Terry Funk died, and it's like, man, that's amazing. Yeah. Terry Funk lived this long. Sure. You know, like that's almost like a feat. Like he finally they finally got him. Good for you, Terry. <laughs> you know, it's like they really put up a hell of a fight, man. Um. <laughs> Bray hits a different though, at least I think for me, I, I would like to say for his fans, you know, I had a really good chat with Sean about this uh, Thursday night last week and I was kind of all up in my feels about it. So I won't go on forever about it now, but I would just say, I think, you know, we used to do strong style. People who listen to PSVG for a long time know that I'm, I'm a big Bray fan. And I just think that his passing was so sudden. Mm-hmm he had so much value to the industry, you know, unlike several other folks in the same age. Uh, it just feels very tragic. Like when, when I saw the news, I was, 
I had opened Twitter to ask for questions and I saw his name was trending and I assumed that he was making a return because the reports for weeks was that he was nearing a return because he had been out of commission for like six months. And I clicked on it and saw Triple H's message and then I ran to Discord and then I saw that I'd been pinged. And in that moment, I think for the first time in my experience of dealing with de- like death, I felt like immediate denial. And that was something that I, I don't, I don't think I'd ever come across like, and it wasn't like, obviously I don't think denial is ever intentional. It was like a subconscious, like, like I immediately wanted to rewind everything. Like I was like, no, 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 no. Like it was un. when I say the word unbelievable, like the true definition of the word unbelievable. I said, no, 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 this isn't happening today. Right. Like this is a dream. Like, of course this isn't like, it was, it was shocking in that way to me. And I think it really threw me for a loop, Jay. I was I was watching yeah. all the memorials and things, and and I don't mean to oversell it or try to, you know, act like I was. I don't know. I was probably dwelling on it too much. It just, I, God, I want to say a lot, but I also don't want to say anything. It's all right. The yeah. older you get, uh, maybe the other people might realize this. I feel like I get softer. And how this would have hit me when I was 18 is drastically different than how it hits me when I'm 36. And him being like a uh, a recent father and a father of such young children, having such a young family mm-hmm. and having done so much, but still like in my mind, having so much ahead of him. Sure. Like when the John Cena's and the Brock Lesnar's and the edges and the Randy Orton's retired and got out of the way. Like he was right there. He was going to be like, he's been such a fixture of this company for so long that he was had, he had like, it felt, it felt robbed. I feel robbed of what, what should have happened. What should have, could have been, you know, for years ahead, decades, at least a decade. Like the idea never dawned to me that I would be like 46 and not, you know, watching Bray Wyatt do something in WWE like that hadn't really come across yet. And right, to have it right. all happen in the blink of a moment like that, man, it really threw me for a loop. And I don't know how best to say this. Um, and it'll probably sound dumb or douchey. I don't know how this comes off to people. Um, when you see so many people so sad, it almost, for whatever reason, it made me feel, I feel more sad than maybe I even was like to, like to see the news, obviously it's tragic and sad. But mm-hmm. then to see mm-hmm. so many people so sad about it, it just made it hurt more. I don't know. It just made the hurt feel more, more real to me in a weird, in a, I don't know if it's a weird way, but in just in a different way than I had really experienced. So, you know, I, you know, I don't think there's any right or wrong way to how grief is going to, you know, impact you or come over you or, or hit you. And it kind of, you know, I I haven't lost too many, you know, family members, but like the, the the biggest thing that I can say that, you know, impacted me was like when we lost Bobby and yeah. what that was like yeah. and the way it just, you know, like it, 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 you'll be fine one minute. And then a couple of days later, weeks later, months later, yes, it just, you know, the yeah. way the, the emotions and your body and everything just, yeah, it's, uh, 
everyone's different and there's again there's no right and wrong way and i i, I kind of sympathize with the way you're you know what you said too with uh as you get older you, you get a little softer and things that things that would just you'd approach in a more stoic fashion maybe or it's different you know and i think yeah definitely i is, think part of it is that you a know, younger the, me the, would the have been like you know that's life it happens and you know it's like an older me is just like yeah i mean it's life but like in that moment when I read the treat from Triple H, it was just like, not him. Like, literally anybody else. Like, come on. Like, this guy, this is the guy. Uh, for those of you that don't follow it, and I'm sure there's probably many of you that don't really follow wrestling. Like, Bray Wyatt was uh, an incredibly unique character. Full of ton of, like, creative ideas. Like, crazy. Like, almost too much, maybe, if there's such a thing. And, but off air and out of character like an extremely like sweet, kind person, like really in interviews. If you catch them with fans, interactions, they like really just a, like it, it just, I can't, I said, it feels robbed. There are so many like <laughs> more deserving people, <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, I was thinking of that. I was like, man, this guy is like a world-class athlete, you know? And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the amount of people that, you know, even me, that like won't do anything, have no impact, you know? And he had, a, and I think that's the thing is he had an impact on so many people. And that's the thing that like hurt is you see, I feel real hurt with so many people, you know, across the industry, outside the industry, horror fans, like the, he really had a reach and like a touch. And I was also trying to explain to Sean, like he had this rise. And I think the thing, you know, this isn't a person I know, just crazy. Yeah. I may have yeah. felt more grief over him than like my father passing. And that's a wild thing to say. But for those of you that don't know, I didn't live with my father. We were, you right. know, you know, but I think the difference with Bray is I had watched him rise from FCW to NXT to WWE to world champion to all these things um, in a physique that normally doesn't get those opportunities in a company that isn't like that's not their norm he isn't like the neon colored baby face you know um catchphrase talking john cena orton like this this legacy that they have he's the antithesis of that and i think if you're into the macabre the horror the the gore the sleaze right these things that they don't typically do if you approach those things, if you like Jason and you like Freddy and monsters and, you know, things like that or Undertaker-ish sorts of things, like he appealed to all of that. He was metal in like every sense of the world in that company. And the thing that like he had this quote years ago where he said, I am the color of red in a sea of black and white. And it's like, God, it is so, so damn true. That's exactly who he was. He just stuck out like a sore thumb. And I don't know. It's like the amalgamation of all of that. It's like knowing how he was like real, knowing his character that he portrayed on television and then knowing like how, how hard it was for him to get a character like that to that level. And all of those things, like you were, you know, it was just like, he's one of us, you know, like, you know, you just kind of get attached to somebody like that in a deeper way than a character on a TV show or something, you know, like it just, I don't know. I don't know why, but it just felt like the hooks were in me a little bit deeper than most and i'm sure other people will say well you know it's the same for me with you know another character you know something but for me it was it was this guy you know it's just like into and the way he the way he left was tragic um if anybody doesn't know he got 
COVID uh, several months ago, and it complicated a heart issue that he had. And I guess they gave him like a pacemaker or something or a defibrillator or something. I think it was a pacemaker. And um, he wasn't feeling well, and he went to go lay down with a nap, and he just didn't have his pacemaker on, and that's it. That's what did him in. And that's horrible. Like, he's got all these – he's got these – his kids are so young. I'm talking – they're babies, man, like four-month-old, like one-year-old, a three-year-old, like – babies like he and that's the thing that like he was just getting started with all the promise that he showed he was just getting started and i think that's what hurt that's what hurt the most and i feel like i've already talked about this longer than i wanted to um but the way of the way that i chose to process it is i immediately started playing games um with him like i started playing wwe video games i bought the newest one yeah and I bought, he, he had his own DLC pack and I instantly bought it. Oh, nice. And I hate WWE 2K23. And I, I played it for like two hours. I'm like, I'm never playing this again. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a gorgeous game and it runs really well on PC, which is much better than last year's. But it's doing that 2K thing where it's like super simulation wise and like you've got stamina to control. And like Blech. when I play wrestling gaming, I just want to beat up fools. I don't want to deal yeah. with all these things. And like everything is constantly getting reversed and there's minutes at a time during a match where like I can't even get a move in because the computer is just Mm. beating me around and I can't Mm. reverse anything. And I'm just I get there are people that are like, I like this. It's more realistic. And I'm like, I hate this because this is not fun. I'm not having fun doing this. I I, while you're saying that, I'm I'm thinking and I I don't think this can be correct, but I, I do think that I have not played wrestling games since smackdown on playstation wow and the good old days the, the good, old, good. The, and the classics on 64 sure like yeah. that's what we did i was in high school then we'd get together and we would play uh wcw revenge we would play royal rumble mm-hmm. uh what was i feel like there's one more no mercy no mercy nwo world and tour I, and i had a playstation so i had smackdown you could make your own wrestlers and you had combined the moves and your finishers and sure that and i don't think i've been back since then it, now it, if we get something that i like i like that arcadey over the top just the fun action type well jason i've got news for you so because i i love steam because i played it didn't like it so i got my money back <laughs> or a refund and then i bought a game that i played on switch called WWE 2K Battlegrounds. It's made from Saber Interactive. They also make NBA Playgrounds. They're making an NFL game coming out. Mm, and I was yeah. like, you know, I want to get this on PC. um, Because it's fine on Switch, but, you know, it's very soft. And I was like, I'm going to play it on Switch. Yeah. I'm going to play it on PC. So I bought it. I put it on my ally. Um, Let's get the bad news out of the way. The, all support for this game has been all but dropped. Like, there are there are none. Mm. To the point where they, they sell a season pass that I attempted to buy that unlocks everything so you don't have to do it because the problem yeah. with this game on release wasn't the game. It was the microtransactions and their monetization scale. Like you would buy the game and like every character was locked and they were constantly pushing you for, for money. And I was like, I'll just buy the season pass and get it over with. Uh, the season pass didn't even work on steam. Like it literally doesn't <laughs> unlock anything. Then nothing happened. So I had to, I had to again request a refund, which they gave me. But then I, I looked up online and I may have found my way to a Reddit and I may have found to come across a save file that has everything unlocked that I just put in a certain folder and, you know, hey, yay, it's a piece of cake. And uh, and I've been playing WWE Playgrounds, um, honestly, for like a week. Like I played it a lot this weekend and I put it on uh, my ally over here and it runs great on the ally. And and I've just been having fun like that. It's It plays it sort of plays the the best thing I could possibly say is like it controls almost like smash. 
Um, mm. You have uh, a light and uh, we have a kick and a punch, and then you have okay. a grab. Then yep. your grab plus A does something, but then your grab plus like right sticks, if you have like a B stick, all of those do things. And then you can also like do B stick modifiers. So you can okay. hold like the left trigger and like up on the right stick or the left trigger and down on the right stick. Um, and it plays like that. So I've been playing those and uh, with everything unlocked and not having to worry about not having characters I want to play with, not being able to set the matches I want. The game is much better. It's a shame. I think that they went so hard on it. Cause I think if they had just made a wrestling game, like the game is fun to play. They have all these ridiculous like arenas that have like you can throw people to crocodiles or you can throw them in caskets and you can catch them on fire and <laughs> it's very dumb like that and they're very like yeah. super powerful it reminds me of a, there was a wwe all-stars that i had on the wii mm. i think 3ds yeah, it's very much like that it's a lot of fun so yeah that's it in a nutshell i've just been kind of reliving bray entrances and setting up old matches and bray versus cena and undertaker and stuff just kind of chilling out um when i'm not playing chia um <laughs> have you do you are you aware of chia have you played it at all have I, you heard about no. it no you know my my journey with games right now has been odd because like leading up to tears of the kingdom i was like in a weird spot i wasn't like i wasn't where i didn't want to get invested in i didn't even ask you about that are you would, are you doing tears of the it. kingdom i'm pretty i i think i'm done with it at this point i've done okay. everything i think i've wanted to do i think um i put like 115 120 hours into sure. it yeah. when i when i finished to my liking you know um and so like and for me after that i was like well anything else i have access to right now is trash pales in comparison to that experience <laughs> right so like it just like it had sucked my will to play anything else like there was nothing you know because yeah for me like I, 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 that was that was everything i needed at the the moments that I that I wanted for for from a game, right? Like it, it it hooked me, it got me enthralled with the experience, and like it got me back to the point of like of like when I had time, I wanted to eat, sleep, and breathe Tears of the Kingdom, right? So once I was done with that, then I was like, okay, what do I what do I do? So that's kind of the lull I'm in mm-hmm. right now, somewhat. Um, in Sea uh, Sea of Stars, I think is going to be that next thing I focus on. However, Donnie. It was on sale, and this is probably the, this is a good time and worst time to talk to you because I've been mulling about this for a while, and, I, and then and now all of a sudden there's refurbs out there, and it's like I could buy a Steam Deck. Oh I was yeah, very nice. Very seriously considered buying a Steam Deck for a long time because I was like, I'm just going to buy the cheap one, get it refurbed. I'm yeah. going to throw an SD card in there, or your own expansion, another hard oh, yeah. drive in there, whatever. What are the refurbs now? Like three hundred. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great price. Yeah. That's a great price to get in on one. It's now, like 300 plus tax. And I want to ask you so many things. I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, first of all, though, does it give you any hesitation to know that we are on the brink of another Switch? No, because I feel like with the Switch, it's going to be tail end of the year. I got Christmas. I got another birthday. Oh, yeah, you got that. time. You got time. We're golden. So We're golden. I guess a better answer is you're not worried about like dual ownership of platforms. You're totally fine to have multiple portables because I am too. Like, yeah, because there's this is what it stopped me. Tears of the Kingdom, like that's the only way I could have played that. Like I played that game probably ninety percent handheld, and that was the thing. Like Same. my wife would my wife would be reading, watching something, playing Zelda. We were on vacation, she was reading, 
playing Zelda. Like yeah. the accessibility yeah. of the portable form factor just changes so much for me how I play play a game. So that that's like like I, I would love to play Baldur's Gate, but I know I'm not gonna play Baldur's Gate here on this computer. It will take me three years to get through that game. You know, like it Probably just the longer. option to be able to play for an hour <laughs> in bed or whenever, you know. Hundred percent my lunch like I, I don't I won't take a lunch break at work, but if I bring my switch or a book, then I will stop working, you know, and and reset. So like it just opens up those avenues for me, right? I love it, man. So that so that that's the pull. But then I'm still like, I went from like I'm all in. Now I'm back to the well. Do I really need it? Maybe I can just well, I really more time use it to come down onto this computer and play things, you know. Sure. So that's. I wonder that's if you could beat up. that. Now that they're doing refurbs, I wonder if you could beat that price on eBay. I wonder if you could shave that three hundred to like two fifty. I bet you could. The only question though is the quality control. Like that's that's you true. Know, I'm sure, you get the you know, warranty, like, I guess. You get the you get the warranty. They get yeah, the same that's warranty as the new one. You get the you know inspection you know yeah guarantee you know GameStop are selling refurbs if you had anything you wanted to trade in you could even cut that even lower Hmm. um yeah so i adopted the ally and i do love it and i've had a lot of people since that they feel like oh you're not gonna get the switch like no i'm totally getting the switch i'm like why would you you're gonna ally i think they're i think with all of the portals i think the portables i think some things have maybe been lost in translation so i always want to remind people that the switch is like a closed ecosystem that developers are optimizing for Mm -hmm. the steam deck and the ally are not those are low-end pcs that through the powers of dlss and fsr are capable of running pc ports of games um the experience is not going to be the same. Now, right now, you can be like, well, my experience on Steam Deck is better than the Switch. Well, the Switch came out like seven years ago, <laughs> right? The Switch 2... It should be better. Right? Yeah, the I mean, Switch 2, I imagine, even with lower RAM and lower card and all that, we'll probably be able to play games at a very comparable, if not better, yeah. level because the developers are specifically building right. builds of a game designed for that one hardware skew. Um, where they're not with the Steam Deck. They're, it's right. literally the PC version. That's why you need external SSDs. That's why your game files are 80 gigabytes or 120 gigabytes because you're just running the PC version of the game. It's not a separate. They're not making Steam Deck versions of the game. It'd be nice if some developers would get to that. I don't even know if Steam would have that built in. I think for, on the indie space, like that would actually be pretty incredible if they started to do stuff like that. But like in in that in that way... There will always be like a place, I think, for the Switch to excel. Um, and then well, first yeah. party is its own. Like, yeah. I, I would I get mean, a Switch 2 just for Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's that, totally it's that library that you can't get one hundred percent software anywhere else. Yeah. You can't. I mean, thousand percent. Are there, there are there likes? Yes. Are they comparable? Absolutely not. I yeah. mean, yeah. So um I think you should yeah, get it. it if you're doing the Steam thing and you've got your Steam games. I mean, I think the Steam Deck. I like. I really enjoyed my Steam Deck. I, I know I make fun of it. I don't like trackpads. I'm not doing any of that. It's it's big, um, but I really enjoyed the Steam Deck. I think it's a really great handheld. I think you get a lot of love for it. I think you get a lot of yeah. play out of it. I mean, I've got. I I've, I've been. I've looked at my Steam library, and there's so many things I've never even touched. You know, and there's so many things I know I would play if I, like, I have like. Then I think if it was like more convenient. Buddies, 
yeah. And my buddy's like trying to teach, have me install. What is this? Uh, it's, it's, uh, moonlight. I, I, yeah. Moonlight yeah. and sunshine are those mm-hmm. the two? He's like, yeah. You just, you just got to do that. And you can just. And then, so he's trying to get me to do that. Well, here's the thing: laptop, if you got a Steam like, Deck, you get instant remote play from your PC on your Steam Deck. So, so if you wanted to play a newer a game, if you wanted to get a newer game, so you're playing Call of Duty or something, right? It's going to run terrible in your Steam Deck. Just, just play it off your PC. Just do cloud. Steam Remote Play was really good on Steam Deck. I had no problems with it. And it's like, and it is instant. You don't have to set up all these things. Literally, you open the game on your Steam Deck and it's like, do you want to play this off your PC? And you're like, I do. And boom, you're on the way. You're in. See, I have a, I still have, which I never really took advantage of stuff. I like, yeah, it, it kind of works is the, the Steam Link. You know, yeah. I have one of those. I never really, I mean, I, I, I just recently got fiber here in my neighborhood. So I've got nice. a much better connection than I've had. Um, but you know, so there's options there. There's things to, to pursue, but, um, I, you know, I'm coming off the tears of the game. I was like, okay, what am I going to play? What am I going to do? So there's, there's the whole, that the whole steam deck thing, that conversation is still going for a while, but I was like, well, maybe I'll just, you know, beef up my, my switch library, beef up my steam library. I try to get on the PC more. So I use my other voucher. I, I put that towards the, the new Mario game. Yes. So that's set up and I'll probably get, I'll probably get uh Mario RPG once that comes out as well. So I'm set. Set on, I'm set with Switch for a bit, and then, um, but I saw it was on sale, and I was like, "Why not?" I finally picked up uh, Cult of the Lamb. How far yes! beyond you know that came out, and disappointed to see that like the performance issues are still there. I know that it was on Switch with uh, yeah, I knew yeah. It, I, I knew that was going into it. I was hoping it'd be a little bit better. Um, it was bringing I, I Sean's find... PC down. I don't know oh, what it is really? about it, but like Sean's PC was huh. having issues, and like. Even mine, towards the end, when I had a lot of villagers stuff going, like it would get yeah. all choppy. You're like, "What is going on?" It's just an indie <laughs> game, guys. But like, yeah, like it, it seems to push hardware. Huh. So you know, I'm just playing with that, dabbling there, and that's been fun. And you know, playing it's oddly enough playing with handheld. I didn't notice the stuttering or the hiccups as much. That makes sense. Yeah. So trying to go that route and then um dude i, I freaking on, love that game i know it goes without saying i, I got it. to dan lamb right here it, but the, the game the, was so much fun like yeah. i i have thought of re-rolling a village and just doing it again on multiple occasions i just really haven't had the run yet like the lull like the right mm, i'm just yeah. waiting for the moment to hit you know like the right sick day the right like light <laughs> flu where i'm like i'm yeah. just gonna play cult of the lamb for 16 yeah. hours straight yeah, yeah i'm yeah. waiting for it because i'm looking forward to it because and i don't even like rogues at all but like mm-hmm. it was something about like the run based right where like i could die and i didn't feel like i was losing everything yeah, you're and, not, like, the, yeah you're not really losing a whole lot you're not losing like, much you're just losing that run your village is still there you can still come back you can still make progress like the progress mm-hmm. wasn't it's not that i'm losing materials and gems and things right yeah it's the progress is still being made um i love that game and just how dark and sinister it is and i i don't know about you i made all of my friends villagers i named them all into terrible unspeakable things to everybody and then took (laughs) screenshots of it and then sent pictures to them i mean it was it was like it was like dark animal crossing meets death's door i mean it was incredible it was very good well, Hell like I, I first I, you know, I approach it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to mull over it. I'm going to feel bad that first time I lose a villager, like, or a cultist. I'm going to feel bad about it. But then, um, like one of them had the quest is like, I want to eat a, ma- a meal made of poop. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then, uh, right before that, like, apparently I served some bad fish. So I had 
couple villagers die right then, and then the third, and it's like, well, no what's for deal. dinner? Let's do some sacrifices, baby. Yeah, you know, let's now, feed. Now yeah, like, I was gonna say, start feeding like villagers, villagers. I mean, now it's like so whatever. much about. I love morality games. Um, it's a big reason I like Infamous and Fable so much, and I love the idea of getting to play the villain and being the bad guy. And so often in games, they just don't want you to do it. Like games are. Oh man, I want to say a hot take right now. Um, games are like somewhat like conservative, like when it comes to like morality and things like that, you know, like they don't really push the edge a whole lot. So many games want you to be the hero and the white knight and the good person and the savior and all that. Like so many games like adopt that model when a game really lets you go the opposite way. Like I really think it's, I get a, uh, like a kink out of just like watching the game allow you to do that. And like an infamous, it gets harder. Like the game gets worse. As like the evil or you go, like the game pushes back on you. All these all these challenges come up and all that. But usually the powers get better. Um, but in Cult of the Lamb, like it almost empowers you. They're like, oh, this is the way you should go. Like this is the best. Yeah. This is the best way. Like, it's definitely more fun to do this, stronger. isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's so much fun. Yeah. I'm like, this is great. I wish more games would play with this. Yeah. So I've cleared the first area. I'm on the second. So, you know, very early, but still just having fun with it. And I'm like, I'm going to see that through. And then I'll probably jump into see and see of stars and, and play that. Nice. I, I love the demo. Uh, Kevin had said like he was messaging me when he was reviewing it and was like, "This is I haven't been hooked. It's to amazing. This game, you got to get it day one." And so I was, I was like, just well, about to ask. I wonder how it's reviewing because I know Rebecca is going to give me an earful it, of that thing this weekend. Uh, is it great? Like, yeah, it's reviewing okay. really Very well. Good. Like I, I saw you know the, the the splash screens like nines and eights and nines and oh wow, so, nice. I mean, Very nice. It's, it's it's doing really well. Um, but I was back on Steam and I was like, huh, I kind of, you know, what can I mess around with here? And I've I've seen it forever and I finally like wanted to plunge onto it and check it out. Um, Battle Bit Remastered. Uh, this is like if you took the voxel Minecraft right. look of a game but Battlefield. and dumped that in, but Battlefield. Yeah. My son's playing it. Yeah. And it was like 15 bucks. I'm like, <laughs> You know, with the the barrier of entry, barrier of entry so low, why not? Um, I, I just wanted like I had that feeling for like I just want a, a shooter, right? I just want to yeah. play something, and I, I don't have any good boomer shooters right now. I know that's a, a you got to get on, you got to get on the bolt gun, man. Have you heard me talk about bolt gun? I, I have heard you talk about bolt Warhammer gun. bolt gun. It's a Quake. It's on Game Pass. Get Quake nah, too. Get I thought about get it on Switch. Ten dollars. I wanted. I wanted though, like the fact that this has what is it, like one hundred twenty eight on. Yeah, no, the, the, yeah. my son started lobby. playing this. So. I learned about this game, I think, a month or two ago. My son was playing it. I I, I brought it up on PSVD one night, and I think Delvin and Dev just gave me, like, the weirdest side eye. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, I'm telling y'all, this is, like, a huge deal. Like, all the kids are playing it, and they're like, we've never heard of this game again. Uh, well, but my I son mean, and them, they've moved back to Halo since, but they were playing it for like a week straight. They were playing nothing but Halo? a big game. What's what's this Halo you speak of? I've tried. Yeah. I've tried to go back, and the game doesn't want me back. My okay, son game, says it's great. Like, they've the been playing it cr- constantly the last two weeks. Still playing Infinite? No, 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 not still. They've recently, I'm talking in the last three weeks, my son and his gang have gotten not just back into playing Halo. I'm talking... They are infinitely playing Halo Infinite. Like that's all they're doing. They're playing around the clock. He's playing, staying up all hours of the night. Like, wow. and I don't really understand it. I, I tried to. I asked him two weeks ago. I was like, he was like, I was like, are you still playing Infinite? He's like, yeah. And I and he came by. I was making dinner, and he walked by me, and I was like, hey, what's going on? Like, 
He's like, it's just easy. He's like, it's gotten really good. He's like, they had this new update and I don't know, they changed the way people slide or jump or something. I don't know. I, I don't remember, but he, he was trying to tell me that there are like some new maps and like maybe a new mode, but whatever it is, they've got them. They've got those yeah, kids they, hooked. It's they been are out playing. for almost two years. They added four maps now. Well, apparently that's all it takes because they are playing. I mean, they, they, did, they did. They got Forge in there at least. So you got the, the community maps, but like I've tried a couple times because I, I did go hard at season one and like the game would just crash. Like it, I couldn't find a match. Oh, the game gosh. would just crash. And I'm like, come on, guys. There's going like, to be a documentary it, written about this game one day. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that you, the fact that, you know, they had to disable like cross play is forced just for now. You can't get like, I can't get a PC only lobby or a, uh, a just, input, yeah. an input only lobby just because I'm sure for population sake. But um, going back to battle bit, I, you know, the idea uh, intriguing. Uh, I learned very quickly that that size of player base and that type of game is not going to, if you're looking, that was, I was not in for a good time, Donnie. That's what oh, I'm saying. No. Like, it, you're just like, <laughs> I, for trying to learn what's going on get a feel like i got the controls all right i got the gunplay where i want great but then like okay we're in this uh somewhat urban setting i'm supposed to be we're, we're assaulting some sort of building the the enemy is entrenched i'm getting just mowed down from halfway across the map because they're on the road oh, no. like, yeah it's course. just that stuff where you're just getting shot and killed from i i don't even know where so then i finally was like okay i'm gonna snipe and then i'm like great getting some headshots feeling good then I'm like, what is this icon on my screen? What's happening? Okay, so you have you fire one shot, then you have to hit the button again to actually pull back, open the chamber, release the oh, shell, no. put the other one in, and then so you're ready to go. So <laughs> like learning curve, right? So I play, you know, I gave it like a 30 minute college try. I want to go back into it, but it was like, okay, I could see the appeal there, like just the chaos. I hear like I've heard so many good things like about the team chat, the voice chat, and just the, like the the nonsense that happens just with the experience of the battles. So I don't know. There was a time forever ago, like back, <laughs> we're talking battlefield. Oh gosh. Three. It would have been, I think battlefield, battlefield three era. Like I was, I don't know if I've ever talked about it before, but I like joined a community, right. That was specifically, that would set up battles, right. You would wow. have teams. You like when you, you join, like, like how people do leagues for Madden or NHL. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You would get enlisted. You would get assigned into an army, right? You would have a rank. You would have a, div- a platoon, a division, all that, right? And then they had their voice chats organized where only wow. you had your squad. And then they have like, this, this is huge, deep. Like, yes. And they would have these huge, like, <laughs> Saturday, okay, we're going to war. And you'd have this huge battle on the day. And so it was, like, organized battlefield. And I only got to, like, do, like, maybe one battle. So, like, like that kind of experience appeals to me, right? But... Not right now. <laughs> so sure. um, gave it a little go. And then I, I was like, man, what am I going to do? Uh, after I patched all my things. I installed a game from 2004 um, that's near and dear to my heart, which is Enemy Territory, uh, the Wolf, in, the Return to Castle Wolfenstein multiplayer only component spinoff released in 2004 um, and was going back to play prime try hard online Fluxay moments, man. So wow. it was just kind of cool to go back and play something I haven't. And it, the weirdest thing is, I you know I've played this game off and on. Um, now they have what's called although the community's made what's called ET Legacy, which is an easy standalone way to get it installed and updated and modded. It's got widescreen support. You can customize your configuration a lot easier. Where back in the day, you had to actually open a text file and edit CVAR values and stuff like that. Now it's all done right into the, in the, the UI. Um, it's funny how 
like the key bindings are still like the muscle memory key bindings on a game I haven't played. You just got it. Yeah. They're still there. Like I still nice. remember like my custom configuration, what I want, what buttons I want to do things, and just the headshot sounds of that game are forever ingrained in my brain. Wow. And it's just so I don't know. There's like a, a dopamine hit, right? Yeah, nostalgic. <laughs> that, that immediately comes for it. So it was just fun to much probably I'm sure like the Quake remaster is done for the quake 2 remaster is done for people right now like going back and playing that game um was great and then like speaking of remasters like i can't wait that one right there dark forces (laughs) when that comes out oh can't wait can't wait to jump in on that so um yeah that's kind of what i've been playing right now and um it it feels good to kind of jump between a few things but i I do want to like hearing you always kind of wax poetic about it um i just i I, i've got this computer that i don't really utilize i've got steam like i can save so much money on games on steam so now i think my 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 whole uh approach now is i'm gonna look at something i want to play and i'm gonna look across all the modes i have access to and whatever's cheaper that's what i want to try to do but that's what i do i can't play as many things as i can if i'm paying you know full price day one on the most expensive platform every time i just can't afford it the only reason I can like show up every week with something usually to play is because I'm probably playing on a PC and probably going. Well, now I'm just hearing all this this chat that you had. Well, I think was from Shaq this past weekend, right? When you're talking about uh, the the various key sites that you pre yeah. on and say I love fanatical. Like I buy them by the bucket. I got WWE 2K23 for like 20 bucks was on sale, even though I returned it. I got WWE 2K Playgrounds for 199 on PC. I paid two dollars. <laughs> it was like 205 with tax is what I pay for that game. And I've played it all weekend. Creepity. Yeah, I love it. Um, and I'll probably play more Chia this week. Um, and I have another game coming out soon. Um, How do you spell I'll that? I'll have to look that up. Be able into T T C H I A. It's it's Breath of the Wild, Wind Waker ish. It's an indie version of it. I don't want to oversell it, so you don't expect mm-hmm. a whole lot. Uh, definitely not in the combat way, but it's like open air traversal. You can climb okay. a big cliff, jump off, hover off of it. You can climb everything. There's a stamina mechanic. Uh, mm. It's just a giant fetch quest. You're just like running from town to town, collecting things for the other town. Um, but there is like some combat. The thing about this game is that you can possess things. Like you oh, can okay. transfer your okay. being okay, into them. So you yeah. can be like a rock or a bird or a cat or a shark. And then all of those things have their own traversal elements. And some of them have combat elements, and that's interesting. It's an interesting twist on the idea. And while it's playing it, you like, you do wonder, like, oh, like could Zelda do something like this? You know, like we've had we've had a wolf, we've had a wolf link, and then like like all of a sudden, like that kind of checks out. You know, that kind of makes a little sense. I'm enjoying it. I'm not like over the moon about it. I'm not like wanting to sure. beat it. I'm kind of playing it right now because I'm in between games, and I wanted to check it out. And um, I imagine after played a little bit more, like if it keeps being super fetch questy. I'll probably just move on. You know, there's not sure. a whole lot there keeping me. Uh, I'm more liking it for like the collecting. They have like all these collecting things you can do on the map. I'm more about it for that than doing like the missions to collect things for people. Could care less about that. Um, but yeah, there's a game coming out being released soon that I'll get in the uh, review coverage for. Um, so that'll take some time away from me before yes. Cyberpunk. So it's kind of what I'm focused on at the moment. But with that, um, wow, we went 50 minutes on just like the intro of the show. It's pretty, pretty impressive, Jason. Um, okay, let's say? get into the news and let's kick it off with dear friend in the chat, Sean Capri. Hey, hey, Don, it's the 
the way you move on the internet. Now read that news. Mr. Sean <laughs> Capri, um, killing it with the with the transition. Uh, this week in the news, let's kick it off. PlayStation has announced their essential games for September. You're getting Saints Row, Black Desert, The Travel Edition, and Generation Zero. Saints Row being the reboot. How the hell is Black Desert still a thing? Like, I remember, like, a community that I was kind of loosely a part of being really excited about that as an MMO when it launched. And that that is a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, But maybe more importantly, when talking about PlayStation Plus, is the news that came out today that Sony is raising the prices of PlayStation Plus across the globe. Starting September 6th, the price of 12-month subscriptions for the services Essential, Extra, and Premium tiers will rise by at least 33% for each tier in the U.S. Um, and maybe other ratios is like 20% in the U.K. and 20% in Europe and all this different stuff. Um, their reasoning is to, quote, continue bringing high-quality games and value-added benefits to your PlayStation Plus subscription. High-value games like Saints Row, Black Desert Traveler Edition, and Generation Zero, as we just mentioned. (laughs) Um, This comes a couple months after Xbox raised the price of Game Pass plans. Uh, For the U.S., we're not going to go over what it is in every territory. We'll just cover the U.S. Sorry, my U.K. pals. Uh, In the U.S., the jump is the essential plan goes from 60 to 80 the extra plan goes from 100 to $136. And the premium tier, the all-access, all-you-can-eat PlayStation tier, jumps from $120 to $160 annually. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a big jump. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know how. I mean, I saw folks reacting to this in Twitter. I mean, in Discord. I don't know how. That matters to anything. When I reached out for questions because you were joining the show today, I noticed that PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, and Jim Ryan were all tr- trending. So <laughs> typically with it being Twitter, I think that's usually a negative. <laughs> You're usually not trending for good reasons. It's not right. like, these right. people did a great job. Let's get them trending. Um, so I guess the reaction to this isn't so great. Um I'm not surprised that they're raising the price. This is literally the company that raised the price of the console. They raised the price of like everything. I mean, that's it's the name of the game. I feel like across the board now, like that's you know our streaming subscriptions are being raised, mm-hmm. or they're they're being supported with uh, you know ad tiers. I mean, it's just everything like the, that. Unfortunately, the, the economy that we're in, right? With the, I hate to inflation this and that. When you're I beholden mean, to shareholders. You got to yep. keep trying to raise the bar, right? Like you can't just, the status quo is no longer good enough. You must make more money. Um, right. So I'm not like surprised. I don't think it's great. I wouldn't be happy about it if I was a PlayStation customer, but I'm not. So, you know, like for me, I don't, I, it's a shame that yeah. Dev and Delvin aren't here with us. I'd love to know what they think. They probably don't think sure. it's great. Um, I want to say, I think my only informed maybe take on this is I believe I think last year PlayStation Plus lost subscribers for the first time ever. I think they've rebounded, but I think more importantly, I think PlayStation Plus has just been kind of stagnant. I don't think they've really been growing at all. I think it's just basically like in the same area-ish for a couple of years. 
So I would look at this just from a business side, just they're probably just trying to make more revenues without growing. Like if they realize they can't grow, then they're like, well, then we just got to get more from who we have. Yeah. Um, but as I always say, as I said, when they raised game pass, as I said, when they raised game games with gold, when I said, when they tried to raise live, like PlayStation, literally PlayStation has been pulling in record profits for years. And this year was nothing, you know, like they've selling more consoles than they've ever sold this year without releasing any game. Like they haven't released any games (laughs) Uh, and they're selling out, you know, like it just, it feels gross. Um, I got a chuckle out of the discord though. I will, I will mention this. I'll, I'll, I'll fanboy a little bit for folks to get mad. Um, Nathan had bought so Nathan. Yeah. Nathan had bought the DLC expansion pass for Starfield. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but like on game pass, certain Xbox games, they'll usually do like a digital, like expansion pass. You'll get like okay. all the DLC and everything. And you get like five days early. Like usually you get like early mm-hmm. access. Sure. And it's like 34 bucks, like $35. You get like all of this stuff. It's usually for Forza. You get like the Forza pass, you can get the expansions, you can get early access, and it's like 35 bucks. You're already a Game Pass subscriber. I've always looked at it like a digital Game Pass stupid edition. You know, like if you're not buying like the, the <laughs> statue and everything, you can do this. Yeah. And then like there were folks in there that were mad. They were like, this is, this is like, this is gross. This is anti consumer from Xbox to allow people. To have like you should just have it in Game Pass. You should have to get all the things. You shouldn't be selling early access. And then PlayStation raised the price of plus. I just got a good laugh. Out of it. Uh, Nathan did confirm in chat. He did. He did buy that. There you go. There. I just. I did get. A, I did get a little. I did get a little chuckle out of that. Uh, Barrett, I'm thinking about you. I was just like, man, it's funny. <laughs> it's it's just funny to like switch between the two channels. I have no idea. Right. And I'm not right. throwing Barrett under the bus. He wasn't like. He definitely was not defending PlayStation or anything like that. I was just, I just laughed at the, the difference a day makes, right? Like the two days we were talking, I was just like, wow, this is pretty funny. Um, That's how it always seems to go though. It does, right? That's exactly how it goes. Um, Good body stockbroker is an Irish stockbroking firm. And according to GI.biz, they said that plateaued streaming revenue from these um, subscription plans is taking a toll on indie devs that the checks that were being written from PlayStation Xbox to folks like tiny build and more importantly, devolver digital are getting smaller than they used to be when all the heights of COVID and everything were plunging people into games. And that's taking a toll on those developer resources and games being released. Um, And I threw that in here more as a tangent to this because the subscription thing is becoming more of a foundation than ever before for sure. And looks more increasingly to be the future. I think of, of the model overall. Like I definitely think they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying to play the middle ground. They want the recurring revenue and like the, the stability that provides, but they also want to sell you the $70 game on day one. And that's why you're looking at Xbox game pass by having DLC options like it's amazing that we subscribe to have all these games and then they're also selling us extra things but like that's kind of the point like right they're trying to increase that that return on investment and um, I mean you still got NSO waiting how long until Nintendo Switch raises the price was Nintendo over there like what are we doing guys (laughs) I mean they're charging $200 a year (laughs) yeah they they gotta get I I don't know we gotta get some more features before we can justify that right do we 
because uh, they've they they added Saints Row and Generation Zero, and they're like, we're okay, gonna need true. more money. Okay, you got a point there. And <laughs> they claim for quality games. Saints hey, Row took a beating. As long as, when it came as, long as Switch Online still allows me to join with six, seven other people and split the costs. Yeah. Whatever. I you mean, do Excite Bike. It's. it's I love Excite Bike, man. I don't know. Like, I, I, I was. Yeah. That's actually. That may be the one game that they've shown on 64 support that I was like, maybe. Like, I've used like, <laughs> I've used none of the extras from I, that's, I've done the Mario do part that you know, yeah. but I don't. Besides, like the online or the, but I, in terms of the like the the VC stuff, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I bought the Mario Kart DLC. I just bought the thing. I was like, I'm just going to pay for this instead of just eternally subbing for this. They got to do a little bit more for me to do the sub. Yeah, sure. Uh, anyway, yeah. So people are probably mad. Um, it's not a whole lot of an increase. It's fine. Like I now the you know to have some sort of neither one of us are the PlayStation guy, so we're maybe not the best person for this. But I have one thing that's yeah. worth talking about. Do you find it odd that they're making it like harder to go up and sub than down? Like by the prices that they're doing, it looks like they're making it easier on people to come down than go up. I wonder, like, what's okay? So, what's just give me the crash course to like what's the difference? Oh God, you've asked like, me the question that okay. I can't answer. All right, no, no, okay. I can try to answer. I'm, this. I'm wondering, like, is there is there a strategy to that, right? Because you know, I make fun of like, this every year. Like every not every like, month, every every month when they release the games, I make we have a thing now on PSVG where I talk about the PlayStation non-essential games because they've named one tier essential. So the bottom tier, their basic tier, that's the essential tier that you need. And everything else I make fun of is just being non-essential. My, my thousand foot, I have no idea would scream that like, there must be some, you know, something advantageous for them to have more consumers on the different tier. Like somehow that is saving them, you know, overhead in some way versus like, let's say like, I don't know. Uh, maintaining, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I don't even know what this is. Mean. Yeah, let me like, let me make the argument against so. that because I don't think that stands. All right, so their base tier, the one that's going to eighty dollars, sure. that's PlayStation Plus. That's what you've always okay. known. You get the couple yeah. games a month. You get to play online. Uh, I think maybe you get like, you know, they have like betas or whatever. You know, like that's that's the basic tier. You get a cool border on your icon. That's it. The next tier. Um, you get extra games. So there's like, you may get like, uh, they have in the extra tier, you get games and it's more game pass. Like where you'll get like Tomb Raider will show up or GTA or Madden and things like that. It's none of it's day and date. None of PlayStation does no day and date, anything outside of like indie games. They've had a few indie games, like sea of stars launched in PlayStation plus. Right. Um, so like that's the extra tier. That's one thirty six. So from $80, like online and a couple games a month, you have to jump $50 to get to the next tier where you get and the and I don't think I'm making a, a I don't I'm not taking a shot at PlayStation when I say this. For the people that are actively buying games, the extra tier is usually full of games you already own. Like they're usually pretty old games, you know, like they're not like new things. Um or at least that's been like in our Discord that's how most people have, you know, like most people are like if you were interested in that game, you probably already own it by now like the Tomb Raiders and stuff like that, things you can usually sure. catch on sale. Sure. Uh, the, the premium tier is all of those things that I said before. This is the ones $160. This one is like, but this one adds like virtual console. Like you get PlayStation 1 games and PlayStation 2 games. But here's the catch, Jason. I think on certain PlayStation 3 games, you can only stream them. 
So like you can play like the older games, you can only stream them. So like the most expensive tier mm. is like the difference is the cheapest games. And I think that's been kind of, makes me a head hurt. I think that's been kind of the thing with PlayStation Plus the whole time, like with this pyramid, is I think often if I could channel dev, the confusion has always been like you're charging the most for like the least. Like you'd think you'd yeah. go the opposite way. Like you'd have live and make maybe virtual console, and then like you have an extra tier to get like a couple games. You have another tier to be like more like Game Pass. You know, like, but they're not doing that. That's not what they do. Yeah. Um okay. Yeah, but yeah, I found yeah. it weird that like to get everything, to get everything, you were paying the most. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, even the jump from the essential to the extra is enough. It's almost $60. Like, I think that's enough of a jump to make people be like, I'll probably drop down. Right? Sure. You don't want that to be the case. What you'd want to do is like, if, if for me, raise the bottom up the most, raise the bottom to like 100 and then make the next tier like 120 and just be like, right. I'll just get the extra. It's yeah. only twenty dollars, right. but they're not doing right. that at all. <laughs> like, if you have one of the other tiers, I th- I think the most reasonable person, if you're not really playing everything that's on it, is probably considering at least considering. Maybe I'll drop down a tier or two. And I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just then to me from afar <laughs> again, not in the PlayStation ecosystem. It seems like a miss. I would be like, that's not what I would do. Sure. So, anyway, PlayStation. As I put in the the sh- the title of the show, PlayStation Plus some more money. That's that's <laughs> what that's what the show is called. I, I have no dog in that fight. So same. And the funny thing is, I have PlayStation Plus. When I bought my PS5 on release, I Kyle had shared some deal where you got like two years at sixty dollars, oh, and I just wow. bought it blindly. I've barely ever used just a waste of money. Which is really a better point to like justify them raising the prices. Who cares? It's video games. You'll buy it if you can, and you won't if you won't. Like, who cares? Uh, um, but yeah, I still get a chuckle every now and again when I open up PlayStation account management. It's like, you have PlayStation Plus until like, I don't know, November 2024, some stupid shit. <laughs> like, sure, I what? guess. I, I don't even have a console yeah. anymore. <laughs> um, We've got an interview from Suda51 over at VGC, and I won't read all of the things he went through, but I will read a couple. He says, uh, he reiterates that Grasshopper will never pump the brakes on extreme content to avoid online criticism. Okay. So Suda games are often known to be very bloody and suggestive and lewd at times, and VGC was like, hey, do you... uh, are you worried that people get mad about online candidate? He was like, absolutely not. <laughs> We're not doing any of that shit, <laughs> which is what I love pseudo for him. Um, and then maybe more notably, he said he would like to make a new shadows of the damn game. Ideally with Shinji Mikami involved, which yeah. is incredible because uh, they're remastering shadows of the damn. We're getting shadows of the damn remastered, which I'm very excited for. That's kind of like grasshoppers current project. Um, do you ever play shadows of the damn? I don't, believe so okay um the fact that i had to google it probably uh, i got no. you it's a it's a <laughs> horror shooter uh comedy okay. horror comedy horror shooter um starring hotspur garcia um who's like a demon vampire killing cowboy and okay. uh in all pseudo fashion like it breaks a lot of molds it was published by ea and therein lies the problem this game is kind of infamous because ea really 
apparently, according to Suda and Shinji Megami, they really cut up a lot of the content out of the game. Like okay. the crazy, wacky things that, and I say crazy and wacky, I don't mean like, oh, like this crazy, fun thing Suda does. Usually I mean like the nonsensical storytelling and things that Suda is known for. Apparently EA is like, yeah, we're not having any of this. Um, so it's always been kind of um, a bittersweet things with like Suda fans in this game. Cause like they want to love it and they want to support him, but they also know the EA like chopped it up a bunch mm. to make it, you know, more, uh, I don't know, like blue ocean, you know, applicable. Sure. Sure. Um, so the idea that he could bring some of those ideas maybe to a sequel in the future is a great, like that. I think that gives a lot of people hope and Shinji Mikami is left Hango. He's out there, you know, like we don't know what he's doing eventually, but he's going to pop up and do something. So, I'm not sure if he's like just teasing us or if like this is actually something that like is he foreshadowing? Could he actually return to Shadows of the Dam too? Maybe that's why they're doing Maybe. the remaster. Yeah. So this is just going to be faithful to that 360 version. Or yeah, yeah, it's just going to be an upscaled yeah. version of the EA game, which so I'm going to buy. Gonna, okay, I'm I'm all in. I'm so still going to get not it. quite the fully realized vision, but uh, yeah, got him. Yep. Okay. Um, the next one's pretty fun. The head of Sonic, head of Team Sonic, says that pixel art isn't, quote, a viable art style for future games. I saw so, that He says, when we talk about brand, we definitely need to have a modern Sonic 3D game. We also yeah. feel we need to have a classic Sonic 2D game. Those are the fundamental pillars that we need. We're expanding into movies and TV but we still need to have both the 3D and 2D lineup for our gaming audience. Here's the fun part. When you look at pixel art, it's great. But when we think about 10 to 20 years in the future, we don't think it's going to be a viable art style or presentation for our players. And in order to advance and really step things up, we did want to make sure that we're presenting something that 10 to 20 years down the road, we're still evolving and creating new content for Jason, you know, what the right hell is he talking about? <laughs> he's right, because 10 and 20 years from now, we're going to be looking back in like Virtua Fighter aesthetic. That's what's <laughs> going to be the new hotness. You know, it's not going to be pixel art anymore, baby. We're talking about early 90s polygons and their jagged edge glory. That's I what wanted, that's going to be. Why didn't somebody ask him if like Link to the Past doesn't hold up? I are you talking is, like, yeah, man, you're like Super Mario World doesn't hold up, right? That's what you're talking about? I mean, like, what the fuck are you talking about? What does this mean? I'll give them credit. Like, Sonic's probably a much more popular property now than it's been in years. Yeah, they're on the a high. The success of the films. Uh, the the 2D games are doing really well. I I've, I don't know the numbers, but I feel what the I feel like the newest game that, what is that? I don't even know the name of it. Is Sonic Frontiers. One. I liked but it a lot. One. I, feel, I feel like that was, that's been the one of the better, if not one of the best Sonic games to come out. Definitely in the tried, 3D space. You know, in a, in, yes, in the 3D space sure. in a while. And I, I like, I, I, I wanted to get that collection, but then like that, the I feel like did not like the pricing that they kind of put around that. Mm, I can really feel like yeah. they're like, I don't know. It just didn't, it felt like I got to pay extra to get X, like some of the stuff that was included in those, those tiers just felt uh, predatory, you know, in a way, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I like, I like this newest and next next game that's coming out. Like, I, I, my son loves Sonic, right? He loved the movies. Um, he played a little bit of Sonic Two with me on on Switch, and you know, so like, I feel like there's that multiplayer 
component that that sounds exciting. And I think that's going to be really cool. But to tell me that they're going to go, no, these just don't like, I'm sorry. This doesn't the, hold Sonic, the 2d Sonic games far superior for, especially for me. And that's just, I'm sure a bit of that's nostalgia, but I, I feel like that is, I come on. How many indie studios and how many things are going to be making pixel art, eight bit, 16 bit style graphics for how long? And like, yeah, like definitely. Said, the games that came out 30 years ago still hold up, right? They still games hold up like in 40 years super ago, well. Still hold up, so. Not just hold up, like they they thriving. You know, like we're looking at Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy doing HD 2D remasters in that same style. Like they're thriving. They're not like it was. If you wanted to say like, hey, it's really hard to find artists that want to make pixel art games. We can't depend on that. Then I'd love, like I I'll accept that. I'll listen to it. But to say that, like, we really can't push the boundary forward, we really don't think this is going to hold up, that is an asinine thing to say in video game development. Like, how there was no immediate pushback on that statement is beyond me. Like, it really is shocking yeah. that nobody was like, yeah, that Super Mario World sucks, doesn't it? Like, you know, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. And, you know, that's like an avenue they could explore with Sonic. It's like, you know, this do like a 2D, 3D, do some of that. Yeah, that would be great. Blend, you know, find a way. To I would like have rather, or, but I would have rather him said like, hey, we want to have it. a Sonic 3D game and the 2D game. And we want to have like a modern visual style for new players. And, but we still want to make pay homage to our retro roots and we'll do that when we can like there's such there's so many easy ways of doing this response so much better than he did like sure. i imagine that he's probably wishing he could have this one back like a, you know a, a take yeah. two on it you know like this isn't maybe the best right because and even so like i really like frontiers that notwithstanding sonic mania was my favorite sonic game in a decade yeah sonic mania was great yeah sonic mania was great so like you're coming off the heels of sonic mania and you're like man we just and pixel art, just we just don't think that's going to be any good anytime soon. Can't do it. What Can't a do wild, it. what a wild statement <laughs> for Sonic, no less. You know, it's not like it's not like the damn creator of Tekken or anything. It's the damn it's the brand of Sonic. <laughs> you imagine if Miyamoto said something like this? Like, what oh, are you God. doing? Uh, you know, somebody, some PR person's like, no. What are you doing? <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? Um, some quick hitters. Jez said that he thinks Switch 2 will leak or be revealed soon. Uh, apparently, he heard buzz that somebody was showing in a back room oh, at Gamescom, Gamescom or something like yeah. that. I wouldn't be surprised if that's there. Um, if that happened, it is the first time that, you know, like in a big way, people have been together. But at the same time, it's Gamescom. I just think anybody with credibility could have wrote that tweet. Like, kind of like, you know, like we know a new system's on the way, whether it was there or not. Like, I honestly, anybody could, like, I could have woke up Friday morning and been like, you know, people are looking at the Switch 2 in some back room alley at Gamescom. You're like, you know, like, there's no way. It's my of, favorite time, Donnie. If you predict, <laughs> if you predict here we each go. month, like every couple months, that the here Switch we go 2 again. is going to leak or come out, you eventually get to say, see? Look at my yeah. look at my tweet on X. Yeah, it's just on like there was it. nothing said in the statement. You know, it was just such a throw. Like, hey, people are. Yeah. I'm sure they are. And guess what? I'm sure they've shown the Switch Two to other developers before Gamescom. I'm sure they'll show it after Gamescom. You know, like what a great way to reply to the tweet. Like, I'm sure you know Ubisoft will see the Switch Two at some point between now and when it releases. 
Yeah, yep. I'm sure they will. Yep. You can preload Starfield on Steam. I didn't ask you, Jason. Are you getting into the Starfield hype? Ah, uh, oh, man, after my own heart. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You same. know, I mean, no, again, good. No, no time to play it. Yeah. I, you know, they're talking to the guy that's never played Mass Effects and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've yeah. played it and uh, yeah. I don't think you're missing anything. You know, <laughs> people are excited. People are buying, jumping at it. Great. Have at it. I know a lot of people like, but yeah. Oh, it's going to be huge. Yeah. People are stoked. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to see Sean play it. Like I'm, I'm genuinely excited for Sean to play it, but I, I have no it? interest I, myself. That was the, I think that was me and my son in the PSVG discord somewhere where it was like, you know, the, what was the, the comparison? I can't remember. I like the one that you had about, um, like it, because Bethesda is making it, you know. Or, oh yeah, somebody said, yeah. "Why is this going to be any better than No Man's, no Man's Sky? Sky?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, one like of them one. is made by Bethesda." <laughs> or I saw some like if Todd Howard made one of the two. Yeah, and uh, like, I'll go with that one. This game is going to be any different than uh, no, Bethesda it's definitely just going to be yeah. Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. So. Tomorrow morning we will have a Nintendo Direct live stream to us. It'll be Super Mario Bros. Wonder based. At 10 a.m., John32 writes in, he says, what's your prediction for the craziest shit we'll see during the Mario Wonder Direct? You know, this is one of the first times, and I think I echo some other people I've seen, is like, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. Like, Really? Yeah, like, I'm excited for the game, and I can't wait, but, like, I'm not... Well, first I saw it was only 15 minutes, I'm like, okay, I just didn't want to go back... It's a glorified commercial. Yeah, I didn't want to go back to, like, the Smash Bros. We're like, okay. Here's an hour of how you're going to play the game and what's in uh, here. This yeah, is what yeah. this menu does. You know, sure. like it's a 2D Mario. But here's the thing. What, what's going to happen if I'm out in a meeting tomorrow? I'm going to watch it or, you know, or catch a replay. But I say that now and I'm just going to watch it anyway. Right. That's you follow along in the discord. I'm sure we'll be sharing things. Yeah. So the craziest ah. thing that we'll see during the Mario Wonder Direct is I know people are wanting like playable Wario and Waluigi. And I say that doesn't happen. Ooh. And I will say that what we're going to get is if a pre-order bonus, Rose Gold Yoshi. <laughs> Chris Pratt dialogue DLC. Um, I don't know. I'll go ahead and burn this one. This was in our rumor control because apparently this has been floated by a leaker. That there is a Switch OLED on the way for Mario Wonder, which I 100% believe. And I said at E3 that I expected that they would do that. Dude, you know if they would give a good like like an actual good Mario themed switch. It won't be. Like, I know, but See, that's the point. Would, yeah. It won't be. Would, like it'll just be red. It's gonna be yes, a red like, switch. Yeah. And that was the point. I I With think some blue accents. When we saw it at maybe it's a blue dock. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole damn thing is red. It might be I mean, a red switch with a white dock. In your opinion, what's their best, the best themed one, the the Splatoon or the Tears of the Kingdom? Are those like the are those the best that they've done in terms the of best? Full... I have to think on that one. Give me a minute. Um, you know, not counting any docks because they've had a couple with some docks, but I'm thinking just like this, this probably this the the Switch itself and the Joy-Con. You know, the best Switch special editions. I have to look that up. I need to know what my options are. There's not many, right? There's the Animal Crossing. I think there's more than people think. There's like like 20 or 30 of those. There was the Smash. There was the Pokemon ones. There was the... Yeah, Pokemon's had a couple. We're not counting the Switch lights. I think the Animal Crossing one was pretty damn good. Like for a themed Switch, that was pretty decent. And I like that one more. The Joy-Cons are bare. 
but the minimal design fits the game. Yeah. Um, the Splatoon one is pretty stellar. Oh, hang on a second. Maybe the Monster Hunter Rise edition. Ooh. I have the the Smash one. Dock is incredible. It's just such a shame the Joy-Cons are so basic. It's just it's a shame. Like I feel like that's a opportunity. Like I don't know. they've definitely like not lived up to expectations on that for sure. Coming from off the 3ds, the Switch themes are mid. All of them, even the best ones, are mid compared to like the best 3ds editions we've had. Yeah, they they're, they're just below expectations in that regard. Um, I expect that. Yeah, when when it was announced, Mario Wonder was announced during the E3 direct or the June direct. I think I, if I remember correctly, I think I asked Rebecca. I was like, they're going to make another Mario one. And she was like, no, they're not. And I reminded her that we had like a, like, I think it was for Mario. Was it Mario 3D Land or whatever? Like just came out with like a Mario Switch. It was just a red Switch. Yeah. And just had a red Joy-Cons and like a yes. red bezel. And I think she'd forgotten. Yes. She's like, what? I was like, yeah. Yes. I was like, I 100% expect that they'll do that. This one now, will be blue. I was going a step further, I think. if I'm I'm trying to recall my original pitch. I was wondering if they would throw in a code for the movie, like in the box, to like voodoo or something. And maybe like they can cross promote the movie, maybe have the movie like on the box with the system or something like that. And she was like, absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. And it won't even come with the game. It'll be like $460. You'll get the Mario yep. system and the game. Yep. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. And it's going to be sad. But uh, <laughs> I think we'll see a system tomorrow for the fall. And um, you can buy a digital sticker pack with Elephant Mario. That's what you the craziest thing that we get. can see included. I don't, I don't know. I really don't like because no, this uh, game is pretty crazy on its own. This like game's, the, one, <laughs> yeah. the Wonder Flower, and I'm I'm most excited to see more of those mechanics, like seeing Long Mario and like jumping Long Mario and like the hippos and like the having like a a pipe like pop up and chase you and like. Just the wild, bizarre shit that this game is doing on its own sounds awesome. I can't imagine what they'd throw in there on its own. I mean, I imagine multiplayer is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have more characters than we expect. Yeah. Maybe play as Daisy or something. I mean, it looks hard, but I think I hope like I think this like my son likes to mess around in Odyssey, just like in the safe zones. He doesn't like to yeah. play against enemies. But so I wonder if this game would be a little more like accessible. Like he loves Mario. Maybe they have like He's- some mini games. Yeah, he was watching the movie this morning. My wife and him were building warp pipes uh, mm. today out of cardboard and yeah. uh, construction paper and then painted them. They actually looked pretty good, but he was playing with his action figures and he had to have his warp pipes. So Nice. Yeah. He's going to be yeah. stoked then. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I wanted to make fun of the rose gold. I just remembered like Mario Golf. Rose gold. And we had like so many damn metal and gold and rose gold characters. <laughs> These aren't don't, characters. Don't guys. talk about Mario Golf. It still hurts. It, it still hurts. It does. It does. My last news story for this week that I wrote in here, and this is one just particular like think appeals to me. Uh I am somewhat excited to play. I have been waiting on a good sale to play Lego 2K Drive like all year. Mm. And it's free to play this weekend. You can play it on Steam. Oh. And Xbox, and I think next weekend on PlayStation, and I will be taking advantage of that because I wanted to see what all the fuss is about. This game is pretty divisive. I think the people that I know that have played it are like, it's really good, but apparently it's like really microtransaction heavy, and it's always kind of pushing on that. So uh, I get to jump in for free instead of like, had this game had like a $30 sale at some point, I might have been tempted to buy it. And 
now I don't have to, now I don't have to make that decision. Now I can just jump in and see if I it's something I really this. like or not. And then uh, I want to give it a try. But like Lego Forza sounded awesome when I first saw it. Um, so yeah, if you're interested like me, or you've been waiting on a sale like I have been, you can jump in uh, this weekend for free. Uh, our over under before we answer a couple of questions and wrap up the show is tomorrow is the Starfield embargo and the game goes live tomorrow mm. night. So Jason, I ask you over under Metacritic aggregate score for Starfield 88 and a half. Hmm. I'm going to go. I'm taking the under. It's tempting. I'm not going to lie to you. It really is tempting because there's definitely more room under than over. I think there's going to be enough eights to weigh down the nines. Mm. So I'm going to go with you. I think the line is good. I think the line would have been better at like 86. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Cause that would have been yeah. a little tougher. Cause then I might've yeah. been a more tempted to take the over. So I'm going to come down and I'll just say, I think it's going to get nines and tens. Yeah. But I think overall, the weight of the score is going to be closer to 85 than 90, I think. So I'll take the yeah. under as well. Yes. That's still good. Like, yeah. Still as good. Kyle, Kyle in the chat, he says 87. Like, 87 is a great game. Um, so we'll see. Questions. Our first question um, comes from Kyle the Pug, speaking of. And he says, who would be your Mount Rushmore of your favorite football players of all time? Oh. So we're picking four, right? If you haven't listened to the show in a long time, Jason, this is what we do now. We just talk about sports mostly. Ooh, all right. So it's just become a sports podcast. Uh, hey, Usually it basketball. Feels, it, it's, oh, well, that's, that's hard for me to can't add to you. I, I'm just looking forward to having like positive football seasons for like the first time in my life. Hopefully. Hey, you're, you, you, know, you guys look great. You guys look so, great. Oh my goodness. Um, I saw, you know, I saw that question when he came in, and I've been thinking about this both the day. First two, like first two, easy. Bo Jackson, Barry Sanders, like mm. not no thought, like easy. But then when I like, okay, let's delineate, let's get some position besides a running back, right? And then that's where it's like a little more challenge for me to like. Am I am I going through my own personal taste? Am I going through accolades? Am I going through? body of work like what's sure. you know what's the what are what are the, the what are the pieces there you know um and that's where it gets tougher for me and then uh <sighs> i don't know i don't know beyond that because i was thinking it's like oh you know i don't I, I it's easy for me to say calvin johnson again but you know from a lion and again another lions player but a, a a dominant uh player at the at the position could also lean towards Randy Moss and you know what he did and how he changed the way the position was played. Jerry Rice is a solid pick there. Um, These are all great players. You know, I don't, that's, that's where it's tough for me, but I also liked, uh, you know, I, I loved, uh, (sighs) boy, this is hard because I've honestly, I've never thought of having, well, one, I'm a Browns fan. We don't have a whole lot to choose from. <laughs> so uh, so I'll name two off the top easily. Jim Brown, classic, have to. One of the sure. greatest players to ever play. Um, 
a Browns favorite of mine has always been Phil Dawson, the greatest Browns kicker of all time. Uh, and one of the better modern kickers of his day. He never had a chance yeah. to like make it in the playoffs, but was almost I mean, automatic as you could be yeah. kicking in the snow and shit out in Cleveland. He was really good for a long time. I almost put a kicker, my man, Jason Hansen. I think people get attached to kickers, you know, yeah. like in ways that you don't other players. The hard part Especially, is that like, that's probably where the Browns list stops because like we've had great, we've, we've had good players that have been endearing to fans, but I wouldn't call them my favorite. Like Josh Cribbs was a really good player. Mm-hmm. Peyton Hillis was on the cover of Madden one year. You know, like we've had things with Johnny Manziel, right? The little money sign and all that. God, goodness gracious, right? Brady Hoke, or not Brady Hoke, uh, Brady uh, Quinn. Yep. So I'd have Ten to couch. pick other players. So I want to think of players that I grew up liking, like maybe as a younger kid. And Jason, here's yeah. where it gets really tough because when I, was, when I was playing football in middle school and then like into high school, my favorite player in the world was Brett Favre. And everything that's happened about Brett Favre mm. since Brett Favre quit playing mm. football yeah. makes me not like Brett Favre at all. So he's no yeah. longer on the list. Yeah. Like if we're one. just talking about the player, I absolutely love Brett Favre. If we're talking about the person, terrible person. Just yeah. absolutely terrible yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, I really don't. I really don't. Yeah. Like for me, it's tough too. Like, I, I, you know, I didn't, um, you know, Emmett Smith, you can make arguments, but I didn't, I didn't. I'm an Emmett Smith for, over, uh, yeah, over like, Barry Sanders guy. Oh, that was the nineties thing, right? Like, which one do you oh, like? Barry's flashier, on. probably more individually talented for sure. Sure. But Emmett Smith, dependable. Yeah. Yeah. The career reliable has the stats, right? So always gaining all like not, not, you know, didn't have as many negative plays, you know? I always wish to see, you know, much like Bo Jackson's career was cut short, but what would happen if Terrell Davis didn't have his career cut? I liked watching so Terrell short. Davis play. He was, you know, he was putting up great stats in that Jamal Anderson time period as well. Oh, Jamal Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. See, like for me, it's all running backs, but I feel like, you know, that's, you know, but I don't know. My favorite running back outside of any Browns player is Reggie Williams. Mm-hmm. Ricky Williams, not Reggie. Williams. Well, Jesus, yeah, I was looking, right. I was looking at a picture I... of I was looking at a picture of Reggie White. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about Jesus. my Reggie White. Um, yeah, Ricky Williams was awesome to watch. Um, but like quarterbacks, man, I don't. I mean, like, yeah, there's not a, like like we've never had a, 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 you know, Stafford was the closest thing to it, having a. a, a an endearing quarterback to the franchise. Sure. We, we haven't had one. All and, pro. You know, um, you know, so in terms of alliance, I can't do it, you know, and definitely wouldn't give that accolade to any of the division rivals, but I'll go Marino. Be my number three Ooh. pick. Yeah. Love Dan Marino. He was a lot of fun to watch. He had very exciting games. Uh, I always like, you know, I like the Raiders a lot in the, the late nineties, early aughts too. Rich Gannon, Charles Woodson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had they had Jerry at the time, Tim so uh, Tim Brown. I mean my hardest problem with this, Jay, is that like there are a lot of great players that I respect, but don't like because they were on opposing teams. Sure. I respect the shit out of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed because I watched them absolutely destroy, you know, my Browns for years. Yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger and like, you know, like and like those Raiders teams for sure. 
you know like that really love, makes this difficult yeah i love that clip when like uh uh chad ojacinko tried to like block ray lewis just, <laughs> yeah. just flattens him <laughs> is it ruins marshall, a lot of oh, like some marshall of the, falk oh, i forgot about marshall, marshall falk is a good one greatest show on turf yeah that was a great team. I really loved watching that Rams team. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'll say Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees. Number good four pick. pick. Good pick. I always like I always I think my fascination with him is that I loved watching him in college. Like Purdue being awesome and mm. like beating Ohio State and Michigan was like a wild thing to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so and then, you know, he almost was out of the league. What is it in like San Diego, right? In the Chargers? Yeah. Had a really yeah. rough go. And then he gets the Saints and becomes like a whole damn, you know, a whole different story. It's pretty cool. And he's like a, you know, smaller guy. You know, he's not like the prototype and all that. I like him. Yeah. You know, I think what Peyton Manning up there. I think I like what Peyton's done. You're trying to think back to like, who are like the dominant quarterbacks? We, oh, yeah. Overlooking Montana. I mean, yeah. that's. Well, overlooking all kinds of I mean, great players. Oh, sure. I would be more apt to give you like four college players like my four favorite in college but the pros because i don't know like i'm just not as that i'm not as invested into players and the pros it's more of a team thing yeah that's a little tougher for me mike allstott oh i love watching who didn't love him yeah you know who didn't he was awesome yeah uh urlacher urlacher yeah some of the juices are starting to flow. I was trying to think of like really great defensive players. Mm. Hmm. Nobody that you? I really want to. Did you say highlight. Dion? I thought about saying Dion, but I was like, I mean, eh. he was he's all time great. Yeah, a lot of fun to watch though. Entertaining for sure. Pac-Man Jones? Yeah. No, that's a good one, actually. Darren Woodson, good one. Sharper, mm, Dawkins. Sharper. I'm looking at safeties. I love watching safeties play in the NFL. They're just more Atwater. Good one. Yeah. Alamalu. See, again, that becomes like, that's the whole thing. I can't be picking yeah. Steeler players. Right. Warren Sapp. That's a good one, too. Warren Sapp is a good one. That is a good one. Um... I mean, Who's we could other? go around in circles, I feel like, for, for days on this. Who's the other defensive lineman out of Nebraska? Played for, like, everybody, but just the Jew, the huge dude. Played for the Chiefs, played for the Dolphins. Oh, come on. Uh, Sue. College student. Oh, that's what, okay. I forgot he played with, he was out of Nebraska. Yep. It can be boring to to watch, like, defensive linemen play, but... Watching Ndamukong Sue was never boring. That shit was a lot of fun. <laughs> Dude was a monster. He grab a line, a tackle, and a guard, and like uh, bop their heads together, and like go and kill a quarterback. You're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, but then we had to deal with all the. That was <laughs> man, the kick. We had to. Of course, he was on the Lions. We had to deal with the kicking and the this and the that. And it's, mm. come on, yeah, mm-hmm. there's always something. The stomping was always something. <sighs> yeah, Ram. I think he played for everybody. Like, dude, just went like there. He played what? Then he played for the Chiefs for a while, right? I don't remember if he was ever in the Chiefs because he went from 
I don't remember. He was it the Lions, and then did he go to the the Dolphins right after that? Was it? And yeah. then because he, he played for the Lions, the Dolphins, the Rams. He played for the Buccaneers. Dude, he's played for everybody. I know he played for the Lions. I'm now it's just think. about getting that one year contract money, right? And yeah, that's the thing. It's like he just started bouncing around. He just went from like team to team. He just basically went to whoever paid the most money. Yeah. Um. He played for oh Tampa. I, I in my head I was thinking of a like a red jersey. Mm, um. Okay. So he's yeah he's played for Detroit, Philly, Tampa, oh, Philly, uh, okay. L.A., the Rams, Miami, all those teams. Damn. That's it. So there you go. Out of all the players we just named, Kyle, pick out our four favorites. Uh, Fran Tarkenton is my, uh, that's my, that's my pick. My current favorite is Nick Chubb. I mean, I can give that one down. He's a beast. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a monster. Now, last question for the night, uh, Barrett, who I mentioned earlier, he says, what's your walkaway price for the subscription service of your console of choice? Jason, do you subscribe to any? Uh, I'm. I mean, I, I have an NSO one, but I mean, does that that's even right. count? Because that's like, what's your you know, walkaway so price on NSO? Uh, I, I, here's my walkaway price because I do have one. Uh, I've walked away from Game Pass several times, and apparently, fifteen dollars is fifteen dollars a month. Be, that's my walkaway <laughs> price because, like, I'll just go. Well, I've paid for it for two months, and I haven't touched it. So it's you know, totally like, fine. Yeah. Like for me, like heck. Just what do we? Well, we don't now that it's merged with Max. But even like we were like, oh, Discovery Plus, it's five dollars a month, but we're not watching anything. You know, like it's just how it is now. Like walk away, plug in, plug in, and we see the chaos that that's that model has caused the entertainment industry. So like for me, for me, accessibility is the big thing. Like I love the idea of Game Pass, and I think that you know I'm be like, oh great, there's so many things I. I will sub to it if I know a game's coming out and I want to check out and I'll play it because I'm like, well, what's cheaper? I get Game Pass for a month or I buy the game, right? There's yeah. no contest. Or if I sometimes I play my cards, right? Microsoft's like, hey, come back. One dollar. You know, they'll give you some cheap discount, right? Or give yeah. you some bundle promo. Yeah. So, um, and then I usually cancel again because I, then I all of a sudden I don't ever play, use it, right? So I'm, I'm a horrible person to ask for this because, you know, but for like, Nintendo, I, mean, I think I you know, represent a lot of people. I, uh, you know, I, 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 if that's the only way I can play games online, and not that great, there's a lot of great Nintendo online experiences, but there's some. Like if I'm playing, if there's a Smash variant on Switch too, and then I have to have online to, I have to pay for the online. Then, you know, I'm gonna be stuck paying the online, right? So, um, yeah, don't have a great answer for you on that. Um. I think it's tougher with you know those of those that are in multiple like let's face it like i feel like uh years ago we more people were entrenched I, I think people still have that brand loyalty where they're more entrenched in one camp or the other but i think now more than ever is like everyone that i know that plays games has all the platforms yeah and that's and, you know and that didn't you be that wasn't the case you know 10 years ago 15 years i ago. think they're doing more yeah. a better job of of making a case for people to to multi-platform you know, you're yeah. just missing out on so much if you're just stuck in one silo. Right. So now yeah. that's the question is so like, yeah, what's gonna keep you paying for those the extras for one versus the other and that price tier, right? So Game Pass is interesting for me. I'm not saying I would never walk away from it. I think it would be hard. I've got Game Pass for a year, so I won't have to make this decision for a very long time. But when the time comes, um 
to piggyback off of your point, I'll need the price of Game Pass to deliver for me month to month uh, more than me buying the games of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, with me playing so much on Steam and PC now, you know, I do see my uh, active use of Game Pass lessening. But even with that said, I'm still getting, you know, just just on the indie space alone. Yeah, I'm getting my money's worth just in indies. Yeah, and then you throw in things like Stalker Two, um, or or well, I'm not even talking about the the big ones yet. I'm talking about like the you know the smaller one, Planet of Alana, Replaced, you know, like just kind of like this B tier stuff. All of that is saving me money. And my thing with Game Pass is I feel like Game Pass has given me like one of those a month. Like every yeah. month there's a game coming out like that, that like had it not come out six years ago, Donnie's just playing on Switch. Donnie would have bought that game. I would have paid $25 for that game on Switch. And Game Pass has done a really good job of giving me a game like that. I'm looking up, I'm just going to open up my my thing here. Like this year I've played Cassette Beasts, Atomic Heart, mm-hmm. Bramble, The Mountain King, like I said, Planet of mm-hmm. Lana. These are just things that I just playing. Quake yeah. 2, oh man, I played so much Quake 2 when it released that first weekend. Um, just things like that. Those are cheap things, right? To me, that that's really like the bedrock of my Game Pass is that I'm always getting something new to play and I'm not having to make those purchases like quote unquote out of pocket, right? right. And then you throw on that I get the show, that I get Madden, that I get, you know, all the EA games, well, even if they're not coming day and date, I know they're they're all coming. Like I wasn't even I not one point did I ever think of even buying um the Avium game from from EA. Have you seen that? What is it called? I forgot the name of the game. Lords of Avium or Immortals. Immortals of Avium is a new game from uh, EA that they released. It's an IP. Uh it's a new IP. It's like a magic shooter. Uh, it's like think of like Call of Duty if you're oh. like a spellcaster. Um, wow, first first I've heard of the okay. Yeah, I a, everyone I I do inhabit I do live under a rock. It's okay. Come, <laughs> so like this I, game I, comes out. With that. I've seen demos. It's reviewed. It's not like particularly amazing or anything like that. But like it looks good. It looks quality. Yeah. I've never from the moment I saw the game I was like not a chance in hell I ever pay seventy dollars to play that game. But Harry Potter FPS. Huh? It's okay. published by EA, and I just know. That with a little patience, I will play that game for free. Like I will do the game will just show up in Game Pass one day. It's bound to, because all of the games come to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So, and then on top of that, I get Forza. There's the Starfield option. Hellblade is on the way. Fable's on the way. Gears will be there. You know, and for I mean on the Xbox side, you start talking about things like Hellblade, Gears, Fable, Perfect Dark. Like these are games that I would be buying out of pocket day one yeah. anyway. Right. So Game Pass is a really good deal for me. Now, when they're when they were dabbling with the family plan, the the number that was getting floated out there was forty a month. And like that was basically what we were going to be splitting. And that was maybe and when I say splitting, I was planning on splitting that with just me and Kev. It was be Kev yeah. and I just splitting it in half because we were going to share with our kids. So yep. it was basically be us splitting it so we could share with our kids instead of like if we could get four people to go in four ways, that sounds like a dream, right? Sure. But at yeah. the both of us going in, it wasn't that I was resistant to doing it, but it was like 
I don't want to risk all of the codes that I've stockpiled and stashed on Game Pass for years on sharing that with Kevin. Not that it's Kevin, but like I'm not, you know, like I'm not running, you know, a not for profit over here. Like I've stashed all of these codes for a reason. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a number. I don't know what that number is when the time comes, but let's say, what is it, 15 a month now? I think if it doubled, if it got to 30 a month after all of my codes and everything had expired, it would probably, I would probably go back to being more of a month to month pick and choose, mm. right? Like if there's a big game, like when Call of Duty comes out, I would probably sub sub sure. for Call of Duty and then let it lapse, right? Because at $30 a month, I could just buy that in a game, right? Like that's the thing. I could just buy Replaced. I could just buy Planet of Lana if it's $30 or more a month. I could just right. buy those things. Um, but with it being $15 a month, I'm getting those deals on top of the other deals. So, yeah, I think that would be maybe the best way. Now, to throw you back in here, though, the answer for me on NSO was whatever it is, because I just got out of that racket <laughs> altogether. Like, that hit me like a ton of bricks. I was sitting there when they, I think when they came out their other tier or whatever, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I'm in this family plan with everybody, and that's great because it's not costing me anything. We're all paying what, like, what were we paying? Like, eight bucks a year, all of us or something? It was dirt cheap. Yeah, it's dirt cheap. But that's the only reason why I was even doing it is because, like, that was the reason. It had nothing to do with this. I don't play online. I hadn't played online at all. I don't play any of their retro games. I have them all anyway. Like, it really just hit me. I was like, I'm literally paying for nothing. I'm literally paying for nothing. And I'm the head of the plan. I'm the family plan. Everybody I'm else getting, is attached. I'm getting to. the points. That's all I'm doing here. I was like, points. so I got to get out of this. <laughs> I'll get out of this. Let somebody else be the head of the plan. Um, Yeah, the Nintendo side just doesn't really appeal to me a whole lot. I wish they yeah. were selling the games individually even. Like, I would have bought Excitebike. If they had put Excitebike 64 up for 15, 20 bucks, I would have bought Excitebike. Um, but the fact that I've got to subscribe to the NSO 64 pack, I'm like, well, I guess I'll never play it then. Cause you can't, you can't subscribe to the 64 pack for a month. I was told just, you can only add it on for a year. And I was like, well, that's, the hell with that. I'm not that that's kind of, that's a weird. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that. That's too much. So, uh, yeah, on the NSO side and on the PlayStation side, the only reason I ever even was in it was because I could get it cheap. There have been several times where I let PlayStation Plus go. Uh, again, because it's the multiplayer. Unlike me, or unlike everybody else, I'm not as tied to the multiplayer. So they're like, you've got to pay for multiplayer. I'm like, screw you guys, I'll play on PC. <laughs> I pay for zero multiplayer over here. And I wish Game Pass, I would like to, I mean, I've, I've already said, I don't want to belabor this point, but when they raised the price of games of gold and they tried to rename it game pass basic, or whatever the hell they're doing. I was like, guys, just, just stop. Just say multiplayer is free. Like, I think they were yeah. scared to like pull that out of like, Oh, it's a part of game, but like, just stop. Just forget about it. Nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody's going to stop subbing to game pass ultimate because you've made online free. Like that's not the reason you're signed again. And if they do, if they're on Twitter, like oh, I'm going to cancel, they'll be back. Trust me, they'll be back. They're not going long. They'll be back. Um, it it it's kills me that like Xbox has PC Game Pass. That's cheaper than console Game Pass, where multiplayer is free. 
And they're like, you just play that or you can pay us extra and we'll just charge you for the same multiplayer. That's just asinine. It makes no sense. Yeah. Consoles are a weird place, man. I think you told me this years ago, just like how, like, you know, I just couldn't see it, but like, it's just a bizarre little fiefdom that they all kind of hold, (laughs) you know, it's like a, yeah. Walled so garden, walled, I guess. Yeah, that, that was yeah, that was just that was just you took the words right from me. But they operate bit, like right? in their own they operate like in their own rules. Like when we were doing all this Call of Duty nonsense, you know, and we're talking about exclusives and games, and I'd made the point, I was like, you know, like no other industries like this at all. Like you can't you can go anywhere and buy a Blu-ray and play that damn thing on anything you want to play it on. <laughs> Consoles and Blu-ray players and Toshiba and Sanyos versus Sony's. And games, games are like, no, nah, you have to play it on ours. You have yeah. to. <laughs> you know, like, there is no, it's a weird, I don't know, like, grandfathered in business model. Yeah. Do you think, uh, you know, I wonder, do you ever think you'd see, I, I, and I don't think, because there's shareholders in this and that, but can you imagine there's ever got to a point where every game, regardless, right, on console space, let's, just, let's focus there, was just, the game would run on both could play on both or like it, there was feature parity, whatever, but I mean, cross play, you could play with everyone, you know, it was just, you were beholden to your, your manufacturer of choice. Right. Sure. Uh, like, can you imagine like, what, I do, how that would I can actually, I think disrupt things or change. I don't want to say that. Now. I think that will be the way, because I think, man, I think they're going to try really hard to make sure that that doesn't happen. But, and this is really just like, big picture macro looking down projecting this business forward. We're already seeing it. We've seen this for a while now, like with PCs, the reliance on hardware will begin to lessen decade over decade. Like there just becomes a point where it's not necessary anymore. And it doesn't mean streaming, but it can think streaming will be a part of it. Mm-hmm. But like, even we've seen like, if, okay, if we're, if we take a, if we take a comparison, an app comparison, right? You used to have a PC and you had to have that so you could run your own software on it, right? Like, and it had to be yep. like you had, you had, you had operating system specific software. That's not, yep. it's very similar to games consoles, right? Software built for the OS that you had to play on that OS. We've seen all of that falling down. And then you used to yep. have to like keep a better PC so you could keep up and run the new things. Now you can just run like all the software programs just literally in a browser. Like all that shit can just run off off site. You don't even need to do it anymore. You can run the yeah. shit off a toaster, right? You can run it, you know, you can do Word on a Chromebook, right? So if you yeah. look at that and you're like, this is the general direction of technology, and think about like Google Earth, right? Now you can just run it locally. ArcGIS. I'm thinking even get off of like Microsoft stuff. All software is going that model. Software as a service, cloud hosted, all those things. If you take that and apply it to games and then you add in, the delivery of streaming just as an option, like whether you're running it local or external, I do think we could run in. I think we could see a date and time where maybe you have a box. You have a choice of a box. You could buy a PlayStation box, my Xbox box. You could buy any box, right? You could buy the Toshiba box, steam box, baby steam box. And you plug it to your computer and it has like the PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo app on it. And you subscribe to those apps to get that content and you can download and install the content and run it. I think, I think that's in my head. I'm thinking like something like that probably starts with a TV, 
or a tablet or like an iPad or something, right? Where like those apps become outside of their consoles. And then once that happens and people start adopting that, then we see the long transition to where that adoption, like if it becomes more ubiquitous and it finds its way back to the console origin, like that'd be the last stronghold. But like, I I think we already kind of see it. I think we're seeing that on Xbox space. Xbox talks about their growth is on PC. Their game pass growth is on PC. That's where they're finding new players. Uh, Mobile is a big part of that. I think eventually, I think you'll see uh, PlayStation start to do similar things in similar spaces. I really think it's like TVs. Once the infrastructure is there to where you don't even need a box, like you could just sync a controller with the television and it runs Game Pass and Xbox and games like that and Steam games and all of that. And you can just play these little devices on your phone. Like I have my ally. It's It's like a portable Xbox. Like as more and more of those things come out, then I do think the reliance on the console becomes lessened. And I think, I think the last holdout will most definitely be Nintendo. <laughs> um, but as PlayStation will eventually, if Xbox is successful, PlayStation will be forced to com- to compete in that space. Uh, and like, again, I'm not saying that I think this is going to happen. I'm just drawing off of the, what's already happened in other sectors. This is just what's happened. Right. Look at what TikTok and YouTube have done to like video and home video and rentals, you know, and like, just look at how much transition has changed. And we used to have, you know, HBO and these channels and now they're apps and they're on TV and now they're on everything. And, you know, like this is just kind of what is happening in media. And I don't, I'm not as naive to think that games are, removed from that scenario especially with players like amazon and apple and stuff you know sniffing around netflix like think about right i didn't even say netflix but think about netflix like they're doing games they're right. making yeah. games they're a mobile competitor right. i'm waiting for the day we wake up or game pass is just like included in netflix like they're like you can stream your game pass games on netflix because i i i seriously 100 think xbox wants to do that i think that's going to happen one day And yeah, when more and more delivery like that gets out there, it's just using the Netflix model. Remember Netflix used to ship DVDs and then they didn't. Right. And like when Netflix was shipping DVDs, nobody thought that like it would ever change. Right. Like there was like, well, this is it. Right. You just subscribe. So much so the blockbuster was like, F those guys. We don't have to worry about those guys. Yeah. And then now there's no more blockbuster. And I think like if just taking those, that history and applying that forward. Mm-hmm. I do think we might see a day where you can just play all the things either on fewer pieces of hardware, if not just one. But I do think, I think that PlayStation um, and maybe Nintendo, like I could see Nintendo, but oh man, this is a, there's a deeper topic here, Jason. Sure. Do you sure. have 15 minutes? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll do it then. On the hardware side, let's just talk hardware. I think if if Xbox is successful with what they're doing, I think you could see Xbox vacate the hardware market or at the very least have much less reliance on it. Yeah. I think in a perfect world, Xbox would love to put Game Pass on PlayStation. Right? They would love to just get out of it. Like you play our yeah. stuff wherever the hell you want to. You play it on Switch, you play it on PlayStation, you play it on your TV, you play it on your PC. We don't give a fuck. That's what they do with Windows. That's what they do with PCs now. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an easy one. Nintendo's a different one. They design their hardware around their software. And I think if the future plays out in like a streaming consolidated space, I think Nintendo probably looks to get bought, sold. Apple, Amazon, somebody, somebody probably, you know, grabs up that IP. In which case, I think they adapt to whatever the hardware that they make. And I don't know if people want to hear that. <laughs> like That may not be a good thing. But I, I think what we could see is like a, a, hard, a hardware-less world where you can pick and choose the kind of hardware you want to play on. So like maybe Nintendo content is available on PCs or on TVs or on iPads. But they also have like a portable that you can just buy if you want to. Right. Kind of like you can subscribe to Spotify and YouTube, but if you want to buy vinyl, you can, I think it might become more of like a boutique thing like that, where like you can subscribe to the PlayStation app on your TV and play, or you can buy like this little PlayStation device or controller, you know, like they'll find a way to sell you hardware, but it's like an option, not a Mm -hmm. mandate. That'd be like kind of how I would project it forward. It's 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 a it's an interesting topic to think about, right? And like, especially as well as we see a further penetration of broadband services and reliability and accessibility, and I mean that's been the whole thing this decade, right? Is people are like, well, the infrastructure's not there. It will be though. Yeah, like it will be one day. One like day. it's drastically getting better every year you know it's it's think of how much better internet is from 2005 to now that's not that's not a long time we're not talking about a long time uh and you just you take that pace you project another 25 years that's a lot of progress because we're gonna see some definite like just look how how far wi-fi has has changed and then look how much mobile has changed since then like so like what 5g is we're at now what yeah i think like 20 years time there's probably going to be some other evolution 15 G's in the delivery, like in how we deliver. We're going to use the microplastics that are inside all of your bodies right now and <laughs> deliver, you know, we're going to, they're going to daisy chain those with other people. Yeah. We're going to send a signal through your body. You just plug in baby. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, so yeah. Like you think about that and I don't, man. Yeah. It would be crazy to think of, and what's you know predominantly been an Eastern company. Think of Nintendo got bought by some Western organization. That, that would just that would blow my that that would blow my mind a little bit. Yeah, very Disney, very very different. You know, they Disney feel very... and Apple like have always been the name the the, the the names floated, right? I mean, yeah, because I think those company and they're easy dots to connect because those companies value IP, and Nintendo has the most valuable IP. You know, like if you wanted, because to them, they're not buying Nintendo, the hardware maker, they're buying Nintendo, right. the content creator, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and they're going to make movies and TV show. Like, and you look at what Nintendo's doing, uh, that prediction, while may sound shocking, really shouldn't surprise people. Like they're on that path. Right. They're not, not on that path. They're on that path. Just, uh, just <laughs> That's not, exactly just the game. path they're walking right yeah. now. You know, it's becoming more diversified, less reliant on strictly hardware. Especially if their entertainment business takes off, Mm -hmm. you know, they get to a point where they're like, oh, well, you know, we made it with you. It didn't work that well. Oh, well. Yeah. 
Mario 18 in the theaters is killing it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They said we couldn't make a movie. Well, uh, billion dollars. This dollar sign after and all the digits after it says otherwise. Yeah. So, and with them, the interesting thing is with them is if they were to at one day maybe look to change, like, what would that do to their game making business? You know, like, because their their game, like, there's like different paths. Like, they've been a traditional video game company. I think right now they're more like they make like portable video games is like what I would really kind of push them to. So it makes me want to lean like a mobile way. That's why I would like go the Apple route because like I could, I know it's a crazy thing to say, but again, I'm thinking long term, 40 years from now, can I see like Mario games just being released on phones and tablets and shit? Yeah, I could. That doesn't, doesn't phase me in the slightest because I think at some point, again, I think at some point, like that technology would be on par with consoles. Because it kind of already is like as much as you need like a 4090 to push yeah. 4K and all that. You can also like do like some crazy stuff like on a phone that like if you were to like just hold them next to each other to a person that has no idea, you know, or like com- comparable, not the same, right? But comparable. Yeah. You know, like you'd be like, especially a Mario game, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, so and stuff like that just makes me that think we would even need a physical like who knows like what you know your interface could be you know like this is i don't know you, your glasses go, yeah right you just go you go bigger picture right yeah exactly like, glasses they could do it okay perfect that's why i think the tv so. like the tv is like the center of the home like that's the entertainment right so like if your tv just came equipped with like the nintendo app how many people would stop buying nintendo hardware tons like if it worked and that's the kit, that's the yeah. thing. If it worked, we got to get to the point where it works. And when we do, we'll stop thinking of the way that we currently are. Right. And yeah. it'll just Agreed. become like a, a dad thing, an old thing. Like, oh, they grew up with the <laughs> back in my day. You had to buy yeah, a box and put it, it really will <laughs> it'll become one of those things. I 100% believe that. I mean, to tell my kid, like, well, already, like, his generation is, I, or I coined them this, like, the the streaming, the Netflix generation, because everything is available now. He has no concept of having to wait for anything. Any show he's ever wanted is available one click of a button. No commercials. You don't have to, you don't have to rewind the tape. No commercials. Yeah. I Tapes. Mean, yeah. Imagine there was, I guarantee you, there was four friends sitting around a round table, probably partaking in a, in a substance or two. And, you know, in 1975, they were like, dude, VHS is the future. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's to believe that it's not, to believe that the status quo is going to stay forever is ignorant. Mm-hmm. The status quo isn't the same from 2005. We've come so far in like the modern gaming era has changed so much, let alone from like the 1980s. And then you go back as far as media, like, yeah, it'll change a lot. And I just think more and more of these walled gardens are crumbling. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, Netflix has HBO shows on it now. You know, like, as, that is the sad part with, like, the subscription and the streaming model plan in the game space is that's not done a lot for 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 TV and, and, and movies. That space, right. I think, has overall suffered. There's been a lot of profit. They've profited a sure. lot over the last 20 years, for sure. But now I think they're all realizing that the old classic cable model of everybody being together and everybody splitting the revenue made more revenue go around. And now it's kind of the land of the haves and the have nots. Right. 
and the haves are buying up the have nots. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah, a little bit, right? Like, yeah, the, the parallels are easy, I think, to make. Um, but I'm sure it'll be a little bit different because games aren't movies. Right. But they're still important. Right. The Netflix thing really, really gets me. Um, because I just, I'm right now they're dabbling. Like they're just kind of playing around. Like they just, they just started like launching games. You can play on your TV with your Netflix subscription and like a little controller app for your phone. My kid, that, yeah. And I'm waiting for them to like, if they take that a step forward and then they, maybe they like introduce like an actual controller. I'm just waiting for the day, man. I, I know what's happening. I'm waiting for the day we're going to wake up and it's like the new Assassin's Creed game is on your on your Netflix, you just it's free. You just subscribe, you just log in and play it. And I'm wondering, like that type of delivery service and a subscription that people already have. Just think of the eyeballs, right? If Xbox is like, you can play Halo on Netflix. The eyeballs, <laughs> like the amount of people that don't have Xboxes that could instantly look at and play Halo and subscribe to Game Pass. That's a huge deal. It's no different than like if a Mario game was on the App Store. You're on Disney Plus. <laughs> you know, like, right. That's just a it's uh it's bigger than the video game market that we currently think of. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, that's my deep philosophies on future <laughs> video games. Uh Jason Happy to inspire you. <laughs> thank you once again for saving the show and jumping man. I enjoyed the the ride. Oh, it was absolutely. fun always always hanging out with you and talk. Uh before we get off here. Let our listeners know where they can find more podcasts from you. Uh, yeah, and it's a uh, present and current iteration. Uh, I, I do this little little dealie called, uh, I guess we call it What the Flex Suppose Now, Um It's been a long-running podcast with me me and my good friend who hasn't been on the show for a year, but he's still there still there in spirit. But Kevin Austin, you guys, PSG, yeah, PSG yeah. fame, remember Kevin? He, he's bailed me out and has come on there. But we got some changes in the work, hoping to spice up things and maybe expand the team there just to – shake things up and uh, change formats and all that, but you know, still, still doing it, you know, enjoying it and enjoying the journey. Right. Show goes on. So show goes on. Life goes on. Show goes on. And, or you just be like Nathan Thomas here in the chat. Just come to Grand Rapids. We'll go have a drink, have some food and have a good time. So good times. Mr. Lucas reached out to me on Facebook and comment. I was like, man, I have not, Heard that as a name I've not heard in some time. Hello, Lucas. He's a man of mystery. Uh, yeah. Well, again, thanks for thanks for joining me. It was fun. And uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed the show as well. And uh, that's it for us here on episode 102. Uh, we'll catch you next time. See you, Coupons. <laughs>